listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hustler, word. I pulled the trigger long, grip my teeth, spray till every nigga's got my block sign, armor dope spots. Last thing I sweat is a sucker punk cop. Move like a king when I roll hot. You try to flex, bang. Another nigga drop. I say hello. Hey. I say hello. <laughs> and uh, welcome to another episode of the Black Gout Tales Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are here uh, on a Sunday, a very a very special Sunday, if mm-hmm. I must say so myself. Uh, it is September the 13th, which means there is the return of NFL Red Zone. Uh. <laughs> We are back, sound man. <laughs> I go to that channel and it's all red and talking about. See you next year, and I just I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing shit today. <laughs> this is it, the podcast, and then I'm done. Um, so uh, yeah, man. And then uh, in addition to that, it's also a special day because uh, is the 270th day that uh, Bobby Schmurter has been locked up in jail. <laughs> I'm glad you and, still uh, care. You know, we still we still carrying the torch here, Bobby. Uh, you carrying that ho- torch. Hold your head in jail, bro. We hope you get out mm-hmm. soon. I don't care. And back on these streets so you can talk about these hot niggas. Um, <laughs> but uh, also, it's the first time we've ever had my man Haywood Turnip Seed Jr. on the show. I feel like, you know, if you guys listen to us, you should be listening to Three Guys On. If you listen to Three Guys On, then uh, you know him as uh, Sock Puppet Number One. What's up, man? Sock Puppet Number One? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Feel <laughs> 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 it, man. Thank y'all for having me on. Big up. Especially on a day like today, man. Especially on uh, the return of, of, of it's, it's always been a holiday, but now it's like they always they treated it like a holiday from Thursday to Monday. We just get football, football, football. Yes. And I'm, I'm not mad right now. I'm not mad. No. Yeah, I understand you're a Steelers fan. You're telling us before we went live, and um, yeah, yeah you know your boys took that L Thursday. But honestly, man, like that's just a scheduling <laughs> thing. It wouldn't matter who played Tom right. Brady in right. New England after he beat the trial. Like it was gonna, somebody was gonna lose. Right, he was gonna, they were gonna dance on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did. He did straight crip walk on us. It was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then I mean, when they had when they had T Pain opening up, doing all I do is win, mm. and then he was out there hyping the crowd. Like I'm like, this dude is like, he's like Kobe free now. He's like, yeah. he, he was balling like Kobe beat the when he beat the Red Charge. Yeah, he <laughs> had the focus of that Kobe post trial like on the field. <laughs> Like, I won't say he was like 12 of his four, first 14 throws and shit. I was like, man, it's a wrap tonight. Yes, it is. He can't, he, he might as well play that. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial. <laughs> and they took off the damn, uh, they made the headsets not work. Yeah, right. That was, that was, you know, back to, but it's, this is New England. Right. We know this. We know this. At this point, New England is like that that cheating ass dude that your sister keep fucking with like you can't like <laughs> like none of none of the stories is outrageous anymore you know what i mean it's like i caught i caught him down shirley's house you like I, okay all right yeah, that, you know that's what he what he does you right? know that's as right. long as you keep fucking with him i mean caught him with shirley's probably surprised you ain't caught him with her mama yet yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
Like, okay. Was, I mean, we know this about the Patriots. We've been known. He, when, they, when, they, when, they, when the Jets, when the old Jets uh, uh, coach was like, yo, he cheats. And everybody was like, well, no, I used to work for him. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how snitching works. <laughs> he was like, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> he literally pulled a, uh, what's your man name who uh, ratted on John Gotti? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I know who you're talking about. He pulled a seven of bullet and was like, yeah, yeah, John Gotti did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I was there, nigga, shit. <laughs> I was right next to him being like, you kill that nigga. So, yeah, that's, but, uh, yeah, the, um, uh, Patriots, man, they, I thought, I knew they were gonna, you know, that was an L for anybody, really. Anybody. You know? And I was like, how they gonna put the Steelers on that, on that right there? I was like, well, if everybody should beat them right now. And the Steelers look good. That's what bothered me. The Steelers mm. actually look good. But this is the new NFL we got. It's that air it out. It's that air it out NFL. And we didn't have no secondary. They went right out where uh, Palomalu would have been. Yep. So, what you gonna do? You got, and uh, also, they got Gronk. So it ain't really nothing. Yeah. There's right. nothing anybody can do about that. You know, that, that dude is, I mean, they, they're a super freak on the field. So he's yeah. JJ Watt on the other side. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy, right? Because like, um, there's no like, there's not a lot of white wide receivers. There's no white cornerbacks. Uh, Yeah, there was Seahorn, you know. There's no white running backs, really. But somehow, when you get over 250 pounds, all the white people become super athletic again. Oh, my goodness, man. This is a whole new... Like, uh, back in the day, remember Chuck Cecil and Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Rathman and those guys were like, they were just these big, corn-fed white dudes? Yeah, this some new white people shit, though. These dudes is like Terminators. (laughs) JJ White actually does the name name. What, what, what yeah. can we do? <laughs> you can't stop that. Right. Can we do that, you know, and does it well, you know, when he did like, ooh, watch me. I'm like, ah, right, you know what? I, right. this, this, this is what we get for, for, for Stuart Scott go, go being as cool as the other side of the pillow. Like, this I don't, I don't know if it's like a secret, like, breeding program where they catching up with slavery <laughs> or something. I don't know, but some of these white boys now, they, they look like damn, uh, action heroes and shit. <laughs> literally, literally. What's your uh, the dude in uh, Green Bay, the linebacker? Oh yeah, uh, the one like Thor, Clay hey, something. Not exactly Thor. Like. <laughs> like, like he man. Yeah, he's just missing his hammer. <laughs> like this shit, this shit not fair no more, man. Like it used to be like all the athletic white dudes look like Ben Roethlisberger, where it's like you know he could be, he could be, a, yeah, like he could be a manager at you know Shake Shack or. Maybe he's a he's an NFL quarterback. You don't know. Yeah, they like now. Mm. Yeah, now nah. Like like Big Ben, like he still like go out and eat like Rise. Burger King after the game. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's like, oh, we won. I'm gonna go and get some um, you know, some fatty food. Nah, them other dudes look like they get ready to bench press 350 pounds after the game and take their milk. Right. <laughs> Like they will take him. Them the ones that like, <laughs> they're not afraid of. You know, I'm not. I fight every nigga in this. Yeah, <laughs> and mean it too, and won't <laughs> back down. It's like y'all want some, I'm ready. You know, it'd be like what, what? This is what I want. Oh, hit something in the head, like in uh, the dude in the program. Yeah, that's the warning when they get to smacking themselves in the head and beating themselves on the chest. You go, oh, I don't want to fuck with that. I'm good, dog. Yeah, like shit, the ultimate warriors. But yeah, these, 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 they making them different these days, man. But good, you know, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Um, I'm about equality for everybody. Uh, I know, I know, right? Well, long, long as we still, we still downtrodden. So 
Yeah. Who was it? Martin that said, as long as the niggas out of work, there'll never be a white heavyweight champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can also, um, find. Took that, they, they took that with the Klitschko guy, but they Russian, so what's, they, they black. They yeah, black. the Klitschko, yeah, it don't count if you're not from America and you white. <laughs> right. Cause like, Klitschko's and them probably had to like eat people and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Like, you gotta join the military over there if you get to like 16 and you don't have an occupation yet. Like, it's different. Yeah, yeah, they breed you from birth to you know beat Negroes. So yeah, like the, like that's that's always funny because like and uh, you'll see it in the NBA. It happens every once in a while where like like Kevin Garnett'll be trying niggas and shit all the time. Like I'll fuck you up, boy. And then every once in a while he'll forget that these one of these white dudes is not from America, right? And they just turn around and be like, "Motherfucker, I'm from Yugoslavia." You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You want to see a ghetto? We have ghetto. Yeah, right. We have ghetto, and we do parkour. Right, <laughs> fuck him up. They start getting flashbacks and, and oh, remembering shit. real blood on their hands from people they don't have to snap their necks. Right, they just start punching you. I'm from, I'm from Syria, motherfucker. You're like, oh shit. Sarajevo, B.I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I killed tried, seven people when I was 12. They just tried to kill all my people. Yeah. <laughs> just you, you know what I do with my check? I send it back. That's, <laughs> that's the only, I don't even see none of this money. It just go back to the war effort, motherfucker. The war effort. That's hilarious. <laughs> KG be like, my bad, dog. My bad. <laughs> Shit. I thought I was fucking with uh, one of these white boys from over here. One of the normal people. Is my family safe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can also find Haywood um, on Twitter. He's Woody Seed. Yes, sir. Um, Woody Seed. You also have an event that you do uh, a couple times a month here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, twice a month, every first and third Tuesday over at uh, Solace Tavern. This month, we're there again on the 15th. And then the 29th, we do uh, it's like a... It's, a, it's not an open mic, but it is. It's, it's styled like an open mic. So comics could come just work out, but it's built, we built it in more as a showcase. Mm-hmm. So we put up nine to 13 comics and let them, you know, work out their material and we call it attack of the comics. Cause that's the whole point. The whole idea is for comics to be in a place where they can play with the audience, have fun with the audience, do everything that they're not going to do on the real stage once we start getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> we can go there and just cut loose and lose, you know what I mean? So that's what that's all about. And, uh, it's fun, man. It's fun. We've been there, uh, shit. Next year we'll be in our fourth year. So we've been there three years. So we're like juniors at that. Yeah, you can have a lollipop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's when they started asking for everything when I'm on the radio. They're like, hey, daddy, doing work. <laughs> Get what you want. How old are your kids, man? Uh, four and two. And I have an older oh. one. He's out at like 19. He's out there learning how to be a plumber or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got him grown and then started over, dog. How was that process? Yeah, we were with my wife and I was stupid. I'll I tell you what it was. We got to, I found, I just found out when her cycle is. So I'm like, I had to stay away from you in October. <laughs> two octobers in a row it was like oh my goodness are you serious another one these kids their birthdays are like three weeks apart <laughs> the house started feeling good about being black and whatnot like we got our own place we got our own shit <laughs> not in an apartment no more you know how it is we moving on up moving out like rainy night next thing you know hey it's nine months later and then <laughs> She left him with me. She was like, you, you just get home with this one. Like, She's like, dead, dead serious. I have a career now. Oh, do you, oh, do, you do like a lot of uh, black folks? You combine their birthdays and make them think they're born on the same day? Because you're uh, like, I'm not celebrating two birthdays. <laughs> I wish I could. I, my wife does. My wife does. That's smart because you're like, mm, 
mm, this is too close we having one joint birthday party and all their birthdays around because so like my son's dip's birthday his birthday this year was on his birthday's uh june 21st the four-year-old so that was father's day this year so she was like okay we have a father's day and birthday on the same day <laughs> and then, the oldest boy his birthday is june 19th and then my birthday is july 16th and the two-year-old his birthday is july 14th so now on the fourth of July, she's like, "We're just doing all of this: Father's Day, Fourth of July, y'all birthday." <laughs> right? Dude, this, this is it. this is this is it. It's you too much. Enough for me. This is all you can do. But I'm like, you get Mother's Day, an anniversary, and your birthday. And she was like, "That's right, I'm the queen." <laughs> <laughs> so are you like, uh, when whenever it's like an event with with the kids, and if you go out there, are you like the the old dad uh, at the at the events? Yeah, I am. Uh, how, how's that experience, man? Is it like, is it better or worse than being the old nigga in the club? It's, it's a, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think. <laughs> That's a good question. That is a really good question. Cause it's just like that. Cause you have, like with our young kids, they're in their school, um, and they're like in pre-K four and whatnot. And all of the, the younger mom, the teachers are younger than us. Right. You know, all the teachers are like, I, I'm 40 and my wife is, well, she'll say 28. So, but I've been knowing her 28 years. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> she thinks she's 28. I've been knowing her 28 years and I met her. She was 20. So think about that. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it is like being an old, it's, 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 oh man, it's probably just as bad because like my music is dated when I be singing with them and they be doing, they taught me how to whip their name. I had no idea what this was. Next thing you know, I'm sitting on Good Morning America, so they are my lifeline to what's going on in the world. What's <laughs> fleek? Like, what, oh, I, I had fleek? to learn that one too. Oh my! I, you know, when you have to learn new phrases and sayings, I feel like my uncles, like when they used to come around, they was like, "What's what's cool, homeboy?" When I first heard "homeboy," I was like, well, "That is hilarious." I didn't know <laughs> that was a phrase that people use, and then we started using it again in hip hop. And I, they be like, when I see fades and boxes, and they like, look, this is old school. I'm like, no, nah, nigga, that's a school I went to. That's not. <laughs> that's, that's not old. That's just <laughs> like, school. That's just regular school for me. Right. And and <laughs> that is still living. Jackie Wilson was dead by the time we came along. <laughs> <laughs> and now that is alive and kicking and still doing shows that I attend. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? So they they crack me up, but oh. uh, they keep me young, man. They they, yeah. they, they young kids and. My wife and I, she like, she could tell which ones, because, like, you know, we were young and uh, unwed and single <laughs> parents and whatnot. So she looks at them and is like, is that what we look like? And I'm like, not what that, maybe that's what you look like on some days. You can't be super fly every morning. Cause <laughs> Ain't that the truth, especially as oh. you as you get older. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things where, like, like Facebook and Twitter actually keep me young. And I'm not that old, but, like, the, the slang and the shit changes so quickly that, especially once you're, like, out of the loop and you got a real <laughs> job and the 401k and bills and shit like that, you're like, I can't keep up with the slang. I don't got the time. Yeah, those are my terms, 401k. Now you're talking about language. <laughs> right, right. See, we're on the same page. Not like, okay, yeah, those are, like, that's how bills get paid if I ever get laid off again. That's exactly what... <laughs> You have to have one of those. And they're like, 401k shit, that's a good club to go to, 401k shit. <laughs> right. Right, let's go to that 401k, like, girl. Club, y'all. Like, I don't like, look, they looking this good to come to drop the kids off of school. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm, oh, my God. If I was a single father, I'd be in heaven. As <laughs> a, a married father who looked like it, I'm like, man, I see now. I see now. I see what, like... We dress like soccer parents. That's how my wife and I dress when we go to the <laughs> yes. kids dress 
kids. They be on fleek. Like, they literally be fly. Like, I, we have to take our kids to get some clothes because they look like they don't have any. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Black schools is a fashion show. And we live in the, the, that kind of neighborhood. So it's already everybody got the super fly Jordans. And mm. I'm like, you better take these motherfucking Buster Browns and wear these. Yeah. Tarjay Specials, homeboy. <laughs> uh, when you, now, you said early, like earlier when you had your first uh, son, y'all were like young and uh, you said unmarried and all that stuff. Did you look at the second, like these children as like a, a chance to like, quote unquote, do it right? Because I have a friend that uh, when he got married, like he, he got married to a woman she previous, she already had a son. And she was like, you know, I don't know if I want to have any more kids and stuff. And he was like, oh, I definitely do. Yeah. And uh once they got married, you know, she kind of warmed up to the idea because she was like, you know, it's a chance to to do it in a way that, you know, where I can, like, be more comfortable in it as opposed to the first time. Yeah, actually, that's actually my story. Um My wife, she, she had a kid when we met. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I've been in their lives since she was about nine years old. And I hadn't really thought about children at the time. You know, eventually we just kind of... Man, you keep on practicing and not yeah. using. You get good. You get good. That makes this. That kind of makes this. <laughs> she was yeah. like, you know, I'm pregnant. So, uh, and then I smiled. And she was like, oh, okay, woof, woof. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know how you was gonna take this. So I was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, am I supposed to be like we? We. This is okay. This is yeah. how. You, this is like how you're supposed to do it, right? Like you're supposed to be married, and you know, you have your children, and hopefully everything works out. We just pray for some healthy children. And then she was like, I was like, uh, her thing was like, it's kind of cool this time around being able to drop the kid off with somebody, mm-hmm. having somebody here who's going to, uh, be involved in all of that parenting th- stuff. Uh, you know, when you drop the kid off, pick him up, doing school days, doing chaperone and all the stuff that you have to do when you're there every day. Yeah. It's not that it's not, cause I grew up in a, you know, single parent household. So I know what it's like when a parent is not there every day. Right. And I understand what it's like to be there every day. And it's just two different, two different worlds. It really is. So. Yeah. The ability just to take that stress off of another person is like, man, you, you got them for like an hour, right? right. <laughs> just an hour. You going to let them uh, play sports? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're already talking about, you know, uh, our neighbor, he plays football and we, you know, check his game out. So, of course. And then we live in, you know, we live in D.C. So, in our neighborhood, basketball is king. So, they, they got yeah. the Goodman League. So, they're already like, we want to play basketball. We want to play football. I got them watching tennis on a regular basis, though. That's okay. like what <laughs> See that's see I don't I don't have any kids but see that's my that's that would be my move is I would get my kids involved in the ones that the black people aren't playing because then they can go over there and dominate you know what I'm saying yeah. with the lack of blackness around you know tennis lacrosse uh yeah things like that yeah. you know soccer you know get them in that yeah, yeah. and then I, that's our neighborhood is like so we're living in one of those neighborhoods that's changing. I mean, when I say change, I mean like winter is coming. Like winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that for real. Like winter is really coming to the neighborhood. Yeah. And I said that to say, uh, and see, this is what we got. Like these two fight each other. So I'm gearing them to, uh, our neighborhood, Venus and, uh, Serena built a tennis center. Right. And that's one of the top draws in the neighborhood, but people come from outside the neighborhood into that tennis center. So I take them up there so they can learn tennis one, so they can be some black kids up there. Which there are, there are black kids up there. Right. But uh not for for our neighborhood, not a whole lot. So mm. like you can go over here and uh I went to school with kids who got like tennis scholarships and whatnot. Mm. 
Yeah. And I was like, those are the ones you can get and play the game for a long, long time. Don't get me wrong. Play whatever you want to play. Right. But football, I still got injuries where I'm like, man, I know where that came from. Yeah. And I was, I was just okay. Not, know, and not to mention, crazy. you know, like brain injuries and shit now. Yeah, like it's you know, definitely that shit. And my wife was, you know, she's like, no. She, well, her thing, she, we love, she watches the game like, she like UK, she watch it like, like, I, first of all, watching the game with a woman is a whole different experience because she enjoys the game, mm-hmm. but every now and again, she'll, she was like, mm. <laughs> like <laughs> what's that? She's like, mm, them pants. And I'm like, this is not what the game is about. <laughs> yes, them thighs, honey, I feel you. I'm like, oh, man. You know what? So, I can't even say nothing because when I watch, uh, Serena and Venus, I do be like, you know, I hope, like, like, whenever she, like, sometimes she is served, and then, like, when she's served, the back of her skirt, like, stays on her back for a second instead of, uh, falling over her ass, and I'll be like, I'm just gonna be real quiet right now. Yes, my and, wife has that tall, long body like Venus. I'll be teasing her. Every time I see Venus, she's like, don't say it. Please don't say it. Like <laughs> All right. Stop face but in the body you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm just appreciating your athleticism that's all i'm trying to, trying to give you compliments right right <laughs> <laughs> i played baseball growing up so i'm a huge like baseball fan. i love baseball and i like that game as far as playing yeah so i personally if i had a sport for them to choose it would be baseball and tennis mm. um of course i know they we're living in a neighborhood i would like them to play baseball tennis and like play an instrument in school that's what i would like for them to yeah do. Um, but yeah. you know, if they want to come at home and say they play football, and you got to know how to play basketball in that neighborhood, that's like a you know, yeah, you that's to. not yeah, that's kind of a given. You know, <laughs> just, just to go out there and shoot around, you got to learn how to shoot. You know, yeah, I mean? and you and for like life skills and shit. I don't even yeah. know. Like in my neighborhood, I didn't know. Like the kids that didn't play basketball were just weirdos. You know what I mean? Like, what's <laughs> you, wrong you with gotta, you? You got to go up to the court. And I remember being a kid. Like that's how you meet everybody when you go up to the court. Yeah, like I that that seemed more like a social. Yeah. issue than a uh than an actual like because you ain't really because the odds of being good enough at basketball to like do I something know. with it are very low right. because everybody plays it but yeah sure. the, but but the odds of just not knowing nothing about basketball like that that should make you a black pariah dog <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't trust i don't trust them niggas man they don't need shoot around everybody know how to shoot from at least a three-point line <laughs> yeah <no>. like, <laughs> like, even if you bad at it like you could be hanging you could be hanging out with a dude y'all could be tight y'all could be friends y'all could have bonded over everything y'all go shoot around the court and then he pick up that that ball and look like it's unfamiliar you just like hold up now you yeah. you some type of fbi snitch or something you try you a plant <laughs> you want to remember in belly that's how he, that's how he found dmx on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah exactly man he was like that that's where that's where we hang out at uh, that's the hangout spot we go up and ours is actually it's nice now and that's how i know the neighborhood is changing check this out here's what they got up there right so at the basketball court and one of them they changed to an ice skating rink that's when i knew the neighborhood was really changing it was like it's gonna be an ice skating rink some uh some of these months and that was hilarious but at our basketball court they have them um Rock, you know how you do rock climbing? Yeah. Those rock climbing faces, they have that whole, or like a whole wall of that. And I was like, who the hell is doing that? They, we used to have monkey balls and swings. Yeah. And they literally had this rock climbing wall, and then I'm like, oh, okay, here they come. Ah, uh, damn, yo, that's gentrification <laughs> like a mug. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, rock, yeah, rock climbing like, it's got, walls. <laughs> it's got that, it's got turf. Like, you know, it's got the, uh, like the rubber turf and whatnot. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's that's... got, um, so they got these tires, like like it literally looks like a a mini American Ninja course. Wow! It looks like a, a American Ninja course, and my kids like this. Is like, like we go up here and be, they play Spider Man. Yeah, 
They go yeah. there, they play Spider-Man, and then there's two courts, and then there's a the tennis court. And, I, and when we saw the tennis court, that's how we knew. I'm on the phone. That's how we knew they was changing. That's how we knew everything was changing. Yeah, it's just like, it's a basketball court, then a slalom. Then yeah, exactly. like, they got a built-in moat. Yeah, they put a hockey net next to it. They're like, here's a hockey goal. Like, yeah, then next thing you know, man, they take down that basketball goal. That's when you know it's really too far. Cause, right, because like, they will get rid of the basketball court. Yeah, my parents' neighborhood, that's when they went too far. They took down our basketball goal. I was like, oh, okay, so this is nothing but white now. You know? Man, <laughs> when I saw the dude, dude, when I came, when, I, when we walked in the house, right, we were looking mm-hmm. at the neighborhood, and it's a, it's a, I know, that's a rough neighborhood. Like, there's a lot of grandparents in the neighborhood, put it that way. Yeah. So, we, uh, um, I was like, all right, I need to hang out there at night and see how it, how it looks. So I drove through at night a couple times. I saw three white dudes walking from the basketball court. I knew it was safe to be here. <laughs> knew, I mean, in the dark. Like, they were yeah. walking in the dark, just chilling with their basketball, like, not fast, to the train station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's that's an okay neighborhood. They were all counting money out loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> On their tablets and mobile phones. On their tablets, man. That's what we got. To, and they come. And there's a girl who comes every once a week. She plays. Cause they do a farmer's market. Yeah. That's the- they do a farmer's market every month. <laughs> and they be like, this kid, you, you hear him, you hear him. This is, this is exactly, this is why I'm not famous yet, little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, <laughs> you're Haywood Turner C. Jr. Are your yes. kids like Haywood Turner C. the third and the fourth, like? Uh, I wish I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm gonna stop that there. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? You know, you know, right? Cause going over the name like this, you know how many slave jokes. <laughs> you know. we have two different types of people who who see my name, right? So we have the black people who I grew up with. They're like, oh, that's a slave name. Y'all showed no pick and planted a lot of cotton. And I'm like, nah, man, we picked and planted turnip seeds. It's right there. <laughs> I feel, yeah, then, I, I feel like turnip seed is that one black person that got freed, but he didn't want to go with free man. And he, he wanna, you know what I mean? He didn't want to go with Master's last name. He was like, you know what, man? I done planted enough turnip seeds. My my last name should be turnip seed. That's exactly what my uncle tells me. So he's like, well, you know, stuff happens. And some of them, some of them, we became them. Yeah. Through us. And he was like, you know, somebody, he said, basically, what, how did he put it? He was like, um, oh, it's, it's an ill rape joke. And I don't even know how he <laughs> Cause he was like, that's how you get that name. He was like, and then we just took it and was like, you know what? We're going to take it. What you going to do about it now? Just like she said. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> like we took I, the name, <laughs> sheet, took it to Gary, Indiana from Alabama. And then my grandfather, like he, uh, he like owned some land or whatnot, sold that back to the county that they used for the highway. So that's like why it was like a, a cool name to have growing up. Cause they knew who Turnipseed was. Like well, my, my father was a popular guy. Not only was he like the town football player and really cool growing up, then he became the town drug dealer. So it was uh, uh, okay. a dual, dual existence. So I didn't like the name growing up. Hey, return to you. And then I'll meet white people and be like, what kind of name is that? What does that mean? And I'm like, it just means it's German. That's really what it is. It's a German name. And really? Like, what does it mean in German? I was like, I mean, those people don't run very fast. You said you said that uh, uh, they've changed the uh, farmers market where you at. Have you ever been? And you know, whenever you go to like the farmers market, and you know it's all uh, kind of gingerfied, you start seeing shit that's unfamiliar to you. you no, know, so you go in yeah. there and see like the, you know, the purple grapefruit and shit yeah. like that. Going, what the fuck is this? Yellow watermelon. Mm-hmm. 
Watermelon. That's when we knew it. We was like, what the fuck is yellow? We had never, I had never seen yellow watermelon. Me I was there four years old. I first saw it probably five years ago. We started going to the farmer's market. Heard about it, you know, thought it was a myth. Because <laughs> it's the Whole Foods, they sponsor it. Yeah. And it's this whole campground. Like they've had a, not a campground. It used to be, a, it used to be in the Saint Asylum, mm-hmm. uh, St. Elizabeth. And then like, it has like 25 acres. And they turned a portion of it to like this, this concert pavilion. So like they've had Erica Badu out there. They've had like, like they've had all, that's how you know it's really changing because they have those type of artists over there all the time, right? Right. So then we had like a book fair and a senior fair. And when they brought the, uh, the, the, the natural foods out, it was like, oh my goodness, because they could do that here because they had what they call those, um, I forget the, the, uh, the, the scientific term for it, but it's like, uh, droughts, like grocery droughts. Like that's how you know, like Styles P and, uh, Jadakiss, they put in those, um, juice markets in their, in their yeah. neighborhoods in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. Because like you don't have stuff like that in, in these neighborhoods. You know, everything is fast food, Chinese food. Uh, pizza, even pizza parlor or something right. like that. You know, Eddie Leonard's and stuff like that, which is good eating. Don't get me wrong. I love my steak and cheese. <laughs> no, yeah. Cause they fucking up when they close those. You know, where else you gonna get a good <laughs> steak and cheese? You're not gonna get one at two o'clock in the morning too much no more. But that, that is, was like, that was good for the neighborhood, but it was also a real shock and awe to the neighborhood. Mm. Cause when you start getting niggas to eat healthy, I mean, Lord knows what they can do. They start thinking peaceful, and they start like going to Erica Badu shows and singing her songs and be like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they, start, they start taking trips and start thinking about outside of their block and neighborhood. You know, planning for the future and shit. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, so you're in you're in the, what they call a food desert. There you go. That's a food desert. That's mm. a, that's exactly it. So they come in because it's a food. Like there's a bus that comes in, and it's one of those like uh, hippie couples, and I call it hippie couple because it's a black uh, chick and a white white dude, mm. and they literally still wear the tie-dye and stuff, but they sell fruit, <laughs> they sell fruit, they sell, um, and it's good food, and you know, no meats, everything is natural, everything is organic, they're organic, you know? gluten-free shit, you're like, what the oh, hell is a gluten? But they'd be like, because we'll go over there, and then they'll be like, and they use, and the beautiful part of gluten-free, because I, I, my wife got us eating that way, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, why do you have, like, I, look at me. Like, I'm 250 on, the, on when I'm at my, even when I'm at my peak and healthy, I'm 250 pounds. I like to eat and need to eat. And she's like, we're going to eat these cashews and this kale, and you're going to be hungry. <laughs> and I'm like, you look like Venus Williams because you eat that way. I don't eat that shit. That's, I grew up eating natural and not eating meat and anything like that, chicken, yeah. turkey, fish. But um, that's still chicken, turkey, and fish, man. That's right. not tofurky. Yeah. I like to do that. I was like, "Hey, man, come on now. You got to at least lay down. I'm a vegetarian." <laughs> yeah, the, 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 farmer, the farmers market is like white people's best kept secret, though, because it's not that we—it's not that black people don't think they exist or we don't know about them. It's that the hours are crazy, and you can never catch it when it's open, man. Nope. It's nope. always like you go out there, you're like, okay, it's a Saturday morning, I ain't got shit to do. Let me roll out to the farmer's market. It's like, yeah, we don't open up until 10.37, and we close at 11.08. So <laughs> you, you missed it today, Negroes. Uh, exactly right. That's exactly Because they come over weird times. I just started seeing them until I was home from work. Like, it was over here, like, Friday but from 11 to like 2 or something I'm like who's home during that time yes right see, you see I gotta that, see I've, I've been uh now that I work from home see, you get you need to stop I can, I can, I, yeah see I didn't know I didn't even it didn't even cross my fucking mind cause every time I had a job and I would yeah. go out there they would always be closed but now see I'm gonna be up on them I'm gonna find their internet site and find yeah, them hours and go out there and give me some yellow uh some yellow watermelons 
yeah it's actually one down the street from us i know yeah, but, yeah. Like, but like you said that was are weird it's like from 8 a.m to 2 p.m and you're like i'm at work dog yeah, who, like who has the time to be like i would like you know uh purple tomatoes with oh a, yeah you know man what I'm saying? on a on a tuesday <laughs> you know what i mean like you gotta be and, and that's and that's just when they're open that doesn't even mean the people you're were there to see are necessarily there at that time some of them have special hours for the like just their shit right yeah those are the ones you be wanting to catch yeah they come up with just the special stuff on just that day like yeah i harvested these green tomatoes right now it's like literally black jesus out there you're yeah. like okay <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going now you go to date what old man miller up there i'm going to date <laughs> yeah going to right Good. i don't even know like my neighbor right she participates and she grows tomatoes in her front yard so the other day she came over with like i mean like when i say a bowl of tomatoes i literally mean like one of those big old like a like a fruit bowl like a then they're a bucket of tomatoes man yeah cherry tomatoes so she, we got like to like tomato this tomato that tomato this tomato this soup blah 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 she came and brought us some lettuce I had no idea I liked or lettuce like that out the ground like that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the best. I'm not going to lie. Roderick's parents, his best, particularly his daddy, loves his garden. So mm. this time of the year, you, we start getting the squashes. We start getting the yeah. cucumbers. We start getting the tomatoes. He's even grown watermelon. He even does his his own fresh herbs. When I take yeah. nothing, it's the sweetest. It's a natural sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just one of those things when they'd be like, yeah, um, we got such, 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 such for you. You know what I do? I go on in there and where you know how you had the 45 plastic bags folded into each other. <laughs> I go ahead and grab me one. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this to the house, dog. Cause you saved me three ninety nine a pound. Yep. Yes. Yes. And then she and you like, you know what? I can actually, I don't even have to get use all of these at the same time. I can freeze some of these. I've been canning. I've been mm-hmm. like an old person now. I feel I've been canning, jarring, <laughs> preserving. <laughs> like, yeah i don't know I, how to do none yes, of that and, and, it, and well if you know somebody it's easier too because if you go to the farmer's market you know they take like cash uh hay pennies doubloons <laughs> right that's like we're going to sell this shit personal favors like they don't I'm even just, just to take you a trade all you gotta do is help them build a bar right <laughs> like yeah you like you can't just show up and be like here's my credit card they're like what are we gonna do with that right yeah, exactly. they're like no 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 but you no. can help us put the side up on this barn yeah you help the community build a bar yeah. and you get your name on the side of a barn and now i'm walking away <laughs> with some turkey bacon strips <laughs> yes. grab some uh grab two of them oxen Help help me plow this lower forty, and then uh, you can have all the tomatoes you need. A bale of hay? Oh my god! I'm like, what the fuck does that look like? I don't know. Uh, A bale of hay. Okay. um, And then also, man, um, don't forget you can uh, buy Haywood's laugh. Uh, his, his classic, uh, his classic laugh, uh, Woods Laugh, uh, oh. by Haywood Turtle C Jr., uh, Reverb Nation. Uh, obviously we'll have all the links to, in the show notes. We'll have a Reverb Nation page and the Eventbrite for the, uh, Attack of the Comics. Um, so, and if you're in that area, man, uh, in the DC area, mm-hmm. um, make sure you hit them up, man. Like, you know, funny ass dude. And, he is. you know, make sure you guys are listening to three guys on for the, the random times when he's on there. Uh, because it's always a good time, man. People often, uh, compare his laugh to Karen's laugh. 
everybody, everybody was looking it. forward. It's beautiful. Yeah, everybody was looking forward to the day. That was like, oh, it's gonna be on. I gotta listen live. It's a laugh fest. Yeah, I know, right? The laugh off. Um, and then, of course, let me introduce the show, The Blackout Tales, iTunes, Stitcher, leave us five-star reviews. Official weapon is... The Taser. An unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Uh, we want to keep this YouTube train running. So they've got a new uh, in- interview video featuring friends of the show, uh, John Fouts, So you guys, you know, I feel like you guys should all know at this point uh jenna simon who's been on the show and thatcher johnson weldon who's also been on the show multiple times uh you can check it out on youtube i'll put it in the chat and i'm gonna also make a post on the site and do the same thing we did last time on um in in our facebook group and all that stuff if you guys could just go watch it give it a thumbs up Mm -hmm. you know because uh it helps out the show when uh uh when you guys do that because it shows our sponsor that we got people that are engaged they give it thumbs up take away all the uh the if anybody said anything negative and uh you know makes them look good and makes them keep sponsoring us um we also have uh the show is also brought to you by bevel that's right bevel is a shaving system that is designed for black people if you got mm. that coarse curly hair and sensitive skin like mm-hmm. we all do yep. step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today use code tbgwt and you can get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com um and make sure you guys do that because it's uh you know helps yourself out as well as the show and last we got a sexier sponsor let me play my sexy music listen everybody are you getting enough of course you're not getting enough you can always use a little bit more can we all use a little bit more well adamandeve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts they give you a sexy little surprise for her a specially selected toy for him and third a little something that you both will enjoy plus you get six full length adult movies on dvd don't you want to have kids running around and dogs barking like <laughs> haywood turnip seed jr there's only one way to do that you go to adam and eve and of course number 10 is free shipping go to adamandeve.com select any one item it could be adventurous new toys sex piece of lingerie anything you desire or if you're not trying to be like haywood turnip seed jr they also got condoms. Uh-huh. You can get condoms there. <laughs> buy the bulk. You know what they I mean? Do. Stock up. Sell them to your friends. And, you know? Yeah, sell them to the crew. It, the wife it, and I keep those around as a reminder. Like, we could have used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, college is, college is starting back too, man. Like, a good hustle is to buy a whole bunch of condoms. And, and lube. And sell them. Lube. Uh, condoms. Oh, and sell them around sell them around the dorm. I don't know if people going to be buying lube in college, but okay. they definitely will buy condoms off of you, like 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 when you sell Lucy cigarettes. Um, yeah, that's okay. a good hustle. My yeah. bad. That, I'm, I'm sorry, young people. I'm thinking of an old person perspective, because, you know. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't I think, ain't got time to be fighting with your ass. Come on, let's get this, get this party started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they sell, I don't think you can sell lube in college uh, by the what are you gonna get a squirt like what is, <laughs> how's that gonna work just pump uh, pump your one squirt nigga that's three dollars <laughs> uh so yeah go to uh co- use code tbgwt and check out at adamandeve.com get 10 free gifts that's code tbgwt at adamandeve.com all right 
let's talk about the news guys um all kinds of stuff is happening in the news in alabama there's a small town that is no longer allowing people to wear saggy pants or two short short shorts uh and they came up with this rule after a councilman prayed about it how is that legal yeah i want to know like when does god find the time you know what i'm saying <laughs> like he was like you know what man um in addition to not wanting gay people to get married just to just just, just to kim davis mm-hmm. um i also i also thought it would be a good time to tell this other dude to stop letting people sag pants and wear short shorts <laughs> it's getting out of control in this small town in alabama um yeah apparently um the police are now gonna be the fashion police how are they like they ain't got nothing else to do how is that how is that legal yeah i don't know uh it says we have people walking down the street with their hand in their pocket in front of them holding up their pants said daveville city councilman frank goodman then they have the nerve to walk into a place of business and ask for a job if you come to my house (laughs) you are going to pull them up before you get on my property much less in my door i prayed about this i know that god would not go around with paint with his pants down that's terrible yeah and racist oh definitely racist yeah. that's, that's, that goes without saying that's just basically not no niggas no shoes <laughs> no, <laughs> no service no, no jobs no niggas, yeah uh the it's called the saggy pants ordinance okay and i think it had to be an ordinance it has to be an ordinance city council like noise ordinance yeah city councilman stephanie kelly uh opted to include women who wear short dresses and booty shorts as well because she has a problem with women with big asses who yeah. look good yeah. my concern is it should be for everybody kelly said isn't this one time where feminists were like actually no just you can leave us out of this one you know what i mean where it's just like you know what it won't be equal if we not all equally oppressed let's also take the tell the women how to dress you know what I mean? like it's like you're not that's not a step that's not a step forward for women lady she's she like only if we all have to feel bad about how we got out got out the bed today and this is right what- right right and that, that's ridiculous <laughs> I mean, they used to have that rule when I was in school. Like, girls can't wear shorts that's too short or skirts that's too short. And boys couldn't wear shorts at all. We had to wear jeans. Yeah. You do that at school. You do that for school children. You don't do that for adults who are literally, like, li- adults. Right. And I, I, right. And it's like, yeah, what are you going to This ain't my right to buy my clothes too big if I want them. You ain't got to live with it. Wear them the way I want to. I mean, if I'm walking down the street and walk, if I'm walking to your establishment, okay, listen, 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 okay. So if I'm walking into your restaurant, you can have a tie and jacket policy. That right. means I just don't have to come to your restaurant. Yeah, but that's you want me walking in to get a job? Well, I don't see how one has to do with the other if you have a help wanted sign. Not to mention these niggas might not even be wanting jobs, man. They might just be like, I want a subway sandwich, and my pants happen to be sagging. Right, you just that's want what to- it is. Yeah. That's- but it is, you know, black folks got money now. We're not going for a lot of bullshit. I come in here anywhere I want to. Yeah. And they get their lawyers to say, hey, man, yeah, you, he can come in this restaurant. And people going, well, before he even come here, I'm going to tell you who I don't want in here. We, now we're going to see who's who. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be politician friends and changing the laws. Mm-hmm. The same shit they did when they made us slaves in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, how are we going to do this? Well, we got to make them less than human. And yep. I have a question. What do you do about the few Negroes that wander in your town and don't know these rules? Yeah, you go. Yeah. You talking about a lawsuit? Like if somebody wonders in your town, they gonna be like, "Fuck your ordinance! I got the right to eat here, do whatever. I don't care nothing about your rules." Yeah. Man, you breaking the law now? 
stephanie kelly also said i think for the girls with those shorts up so high looking like undergarments and dresses so short i don't want us to be showing favoritism fashion police it's all it's about respect goodman explained who is going to respect you if you don't respect yourself the reason i brought this up is i think people deserve respect when they are in public i think slacking is disrespectful i think it gives our younger generation the wrong impression of what is cool mm. other council members agree <laughs> with the plan james tarpley said i have heard more favorable positive comments about us even considering this than i have on anything else i have been on the council that's because a bunch of old, old motherfuckers people, right a bunch of old <laughs> fucking people yeah what town in Footloose is this? What town in Footloose is this? Uh, they literally just banned the dance. They just yeah. said, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't dance, you can't listen to music in this town, we don't have that in this town. I'm like, I'm literally seeing like John Lithgow, and I'm waiting for Kevin Bacon, the story where Kevin Bacon walks in and reads from <laughs> the Bible about how you should be allowed to wear anything you want to wear in the name of the Lord, David yes. Dancing. <laughs> I'm going against the grain, Dad. What? Yeah. Are you serious? This is like, yeah, for the three Negroes that live in the whole town, I guarantee you, you know black people live in this town. Mm-hmm. They're they going to ban Prince next. That's the next thing they're going to do is ban. Ah! <laughs> Just because, you know, you know that guy. We've been trying to get him since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we finally can get him. No, no, no more button-up shirts with no T-shirt underneath. <laughs> Enough of this shit. Are you <laughs> No eyeliner for men. No, no wife beaters at all <laughs> in public. No heels. Uh, t-shirts uh, actual white beaters are okay we're just talking about the t-shirts actual yeah. white beaters in public okay as long as you're wearing a suit and tie and you men, got your pants pulled up men are all banned from going to the beauty salon here's my thing haven't we found out from looking at like for all the years right mm. we go uh richard Pryor's crazy richard Pryor's crazy then we find out bill cosby's really crazy and we find right. out the people who button it up and keep it to where you don't see anything are the ones that's hiding the most secrets. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Just living life and we go, at least they live in life. Yeah, they might make some mistakes, but we see them and go, oh, okay. Yeah. They, they, they write their wrongs and shit like that. You can't, if nobody ever sees your mistake and can check you on your mistake, then in essence, you never made a mistake until you got caught. Yep. Yep. I sag my pants because I'm sane. Let you know you can trust me. <laughs> uh, well, it, I mean, it's, it could be saggy pants. It could have been bell bottoms in mm-hmm. the in the seventies. Once you do, once we started doing things for ourselves and went away from the grain, that was always the problem. Once because black people are f- everything forward, but get just fashion forward. We are literally everything forward, and we help make culture. So once now it's in their homes and in their houses, and their kids are wearing white t shirts and baggy jeans. A la Eminem when everybody started doing that. They go, oh, now this is a style. It's it's been something that we had to do. We are gonna make white tees cool because that's what we can afford. Mm-hmm. We are gonna make baggy jeans cool because we're getting hand me downs from our big brothers and our big sisters and doing whatever. And we are gonna make it something we can we, we can afford. These jeans ain't tight. Her butt's just big. That's right. the butt, that's how are we breaking the rules doing that. Yep, I, I really do think that. Uh, the other thing too is like uh it isn't until like i don't think this law got passed when they saw the first black kid doing it it's when they saw the first white kid doing it right they was like oh god they they've oh they've gotten jeremy they got yeah, jeremy they got it's exactly. time to change the law no gotta cut this shit out um speaking of cutting this shit out it, there's an internal subway review that finds a serious complaint against jared fogel um mm-hmm. so subway mm-hmm. did no right and people have been saying this for a hot minute and subway was like Mm-mm, we ain't no shit 
yeah <laughs> and i was i was sure they knew because the woman who first who said she recorded everything her in her first interview she was like i told subway in like 2011 that something was up with this nigga and they just ignored it right and didn't do no investigation or anything like at so least they, if they would have done one they could have been like well we did an investigation we didn't find anything but they're like somebody told you and you ain't even they, you know what it's one of those things where everybody was making so much money because Jared has been on like the biggest loser for like every year they've been on the air just season they've been on the air any weight loss thing like he is literally was literally the face of the franchise that was like nope everybody making too much money keep blessing them kids mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like uh well what do we find out penn state <laughs> yeah penn state penn state they say oh he didn't know wait a minute oh yes he did everybody knew that's yeah. just sandusky that's just jared yeah you got people that are like i was actually in the office telling him and it's like oh, oh yeah, man. yeah that's that's disgusting now um so yeah but you he, knew that but we knew that because you know i mean again stuff like this don't happen without people knowing like do you know such and such a drugs it becomes first it's whisper then right. it's rumor then it becomes fact and then everybody's like oh snap this was a real thing it's out now and it was too many way too many like it was a whole lot of kids like he like you know he got greedy man you know which is funny i guess he stopped being greedy with eating and got greedy with having sex with little kids like well, they got him on tape and stuff like that that's what it gets like mm-hmm. that's what it gets well not gets it's already something different that we don't do right but that thing where you start sharing this information with other people mm-hmm. all right now all right now so you know the information is out there so you know the people know so this is a network yeah it's a this true is a network this is a network of ugliness that you guys are trying to keep secret that's the problem that's the problem when you keep moving that's why everybody has such a big problem with the catholic church and the whole covering it up it's because you move this priest to another place to continue performing these acts and subway says uh they did get the complaint but it was general it was What's like it, 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 it just said that she reported that he kept telling her middle school girls are hot and they said, you know, <laughs> the, it expressed concerns, but it wasn't specific about any sexual behavior, criminal mm-hmm. activity. So we did not um, yeah. escalate it, yeah. and we regret that we didn't escalate it. But she did decline to say exactly what was in the report. So who knows if that's even the truth, right? Well, yeah, because, I mean, it could probably get specific. Like, well, he's not just saying this. Right. That's, I, mean, like, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. I tell, oh my goodness, that's just like in somebody in there, and that's not my frame of mind. So somebody in their right frame of mind is not gonna say middle school girls are hot. It's not gonna play that game. So if I tell you somebody said that, you really got to take that serious. Mm-hmm. You should. You know what I mean? That's the whole point. You should take all of these complaints serious. That was the whole point. Of any of this ever happening? People never take these complaints serious. They never take these. And, and, and there have been times, you know, shit, I remember school, somebody said something and it was like, oh, that didn't happen. Right. When I say take it seriously, at least do an internal investigation to the point like we find out. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what Subway would have found out because it's not like Subway is the law, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, but at least you, you, but at least you could say you did look into it for plausible deniability right. in the past, in the future. <laughs> Right, because when you don't do yeah. anything and something happens, everybody was like, well, you didn't even investigate, dog? Yeah. And you got this kid, you got this dude with kids hanging out. Yeah. Um, him getting in the place of, I mean, and you know, that's his own psyche that he got to deal with. But you ain't, you set him up for failure now. Yeah. Setting him up to beat me. But now I see why they, in the last few years, the campaign, if you, if, if we look at the last four years, the campaign has shifted away from Jared. And, 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 yeah. and that happens when you go, okay, he's not as famous. At first I was like, oh, he's, I was just joking that 
Jared is not as famous as he is no more, so now they're using athletes. Mm-hmm. But now it makes sense to me. Now They knew what was going on, and, yeah, they wouldn't want Jared to be famous at all anymore. Let's just phase him on out. Yeah, when his homie right. got his homie got arrested for, you know, have a child porn and shit, and that dude runs the fucking his manager, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he ran. Yeah, he managed the charity. Yeah, that that found out that none of the charity money was going to anybody. The charity, right? So, they were just holding on to it and blowing it. Whitney Houston is back, y'all. She will be touring next year. No, don't tell me no hologram. As a hologram. Oh, Whitney! Who's going yep. to see that? Well, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people gonna see, uh, Jim in the hologram, people see Jim in the holograms, Karen. You had no problem when you was a little kid and Jim in the holograms was coming on. That was cool. But, but now Whitney can't be a hologram. I'll see how you are. But that's not the same, dog. Whitney's actually performance is holographic anyway, so. Oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to know though is like, is it, couldn't, could I just make money just hiring like a Whitney Houston impersonator and playing her, her albums like what yeah like what's the difference i really see yeah. a real person maybe because i'm fucking old no i don't mean singing live i mean i play the album somebody somebody, <laughs> somebody dressed sinks. as whitney houston just comes out yeah, and stands. Yeah, whitney houston, yeah, yeah you know you can probably, you know that would probably be a, a a much better tool to do yeah uh like have a whitney, whitney personators because you know you can get male and female and mm-hmm. then had a, like a whole uh traveling Las Vegas style thing. Yes. Singing Houston so like Whitney from the uh, early 80s, Whitney from the 90s, Bodyguard Whitney, Pregnant Whitney, all the Whitney's that we love. Mm-hmm. Cocaine you know, Whitney. Coked out Whitney. Crack yep. Whitney, <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. You yep. know. And uh, then, who the greats is the one closing it out when she's hell to the gnaw. That's a that's a final song. Mm-hmm. Hell to the gnaw. This is it. That's the name. Crack is whack. Crack. I would uh, not do that. I am a mother. <laughs> Pat Houston, the singer's sister and president of her estate, is spearheading the project. Uh, it's a great opportunity for our fans to see a reinvention of one of the most celebrated female artists in history and to continue a legacy of performances that will not be forgotten for years to come. I look forward to the partnership. I wonder if, uh, okay. I wonder how many fans are excited about this news and will actually buy tickets. Not me. Not me. Yeah, I'm I can't good. see it. I can't well, see it. Well, I can't to a Whitney Houston show. Like I said, it's been a, it's been a minute. Was I was I was a fan when she was on Silver Spoon. Yeah, I wonder if they'll be playing like her live performances music, or if they'll be playing like the the you know I, I don't know. I just wonder how they're gonna, gonna do it. A couple years back, right? Yeah, I mean, it just it wasn't anything I want to see. Right? Yeah, like, it's a hologram. And for, here's the thing: for me, the people there. We know that the people there are just looking at a stage. It's like we're looking at stuff in 3D. Right. They're just looking at a stage. Mm. And maybe a screen. We see Tupac walking through the magic of television, right? Right. But I don't want to have to wear 3D glasses. Like I, when I go to movies to see Avengers. I don't want to have to wear 3D glasses that I'm not going to use anywhere else to see an act that I know is not even around anymore. Mm. That just doesn't make sense to me. Unless it's like... It's all Vegas. That's all Vegas stuff. Unless it's like the shit, you know. Yeah. You have Whitney. Okay. So now if you have Whitney, Tupac, and Michael on the same stage, I might check that out. That really will be jamming the holograms. If it's yeah. All, all <laughs> them like, different holograms and shit going around. Like, I would, so I want to see them do shit they never did before, though. Like, it's a hologram. Program it to do some, like, <laughs> pro, like program the Tupac hologram to get shot and then raise from the dead and keep rapping. <laughs> oh lord no like that should be dope you know what i mean like 
anyway um that would be hot you know like because it can do anything it's a fucking hologram make it fly like you know what i'm saying like make that motherfucker do you want to ride yeah motherfucker be like pow 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 and then you just get up and hell mary start playing that'd be dope man i'm like not this time right you show me nine times, motherfucker. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Tupac hologram is shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> they did the Michael Jackson hologram a couple years back on like the World mm-hmm. Awards or something like that. And I found out that that was actually what they did was they had a dancer and they recorded him dancing in like that motion caption stuff. Ah. Oh, okay. So they had him do his motion caption. Yeah, he did it, and then they they imposed. Michael's face over here, like some old, like they did Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. They yeah. Did it like like they did it like that. So that, that was made it more of a live action thing. When they showed it, it looked, it did look good. Then it turned out to be like, went from like one mic to like five mics to like 10 Michaels and stuff like that. Oh, so shit. if you do something like that, like real theatric, then maybe yeah. a hologram of Whitney if they're singing, even if it's somebody that you got in motion caption. And then like, I mean, I can, I can just watch a video. Yeah, that's that, that's that avatar that, shit, though. Like, you, like, give me, get, give me that. Make Mike, make Mike 20 feet tall. You know what I'm saying? Like, make. That would be dope. Like a 20 foot tall Whitney singer to me? Yeah. yeah. Like, I would love to see I'm for that, a Michael Jackson hologram that is that big transformer robot from the Moonwalker movie. Yes. That'll be dope, oh, man. Oh, as big as that statue he floated in the middle of the water. You remember years ago, it was yeah, the big thing. Did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you remember the thing he turned through two in like uh, Smooth Criminal? Yes, like, yes. He turned into a robotic monster. Yes, thing, <laughs> that shit, man. And then remember when he was he was dancing against that rabbit? Oh yeah, like do that. You like it's a fucking hologram, man. You're not thinking enough outside the goddamn box, man. Make me impress get, me. Get your ticket. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see that shit. Um. <laughs> Bring back Emmanuel Lewis to sit on his lap. Yep, we can exactly. <laughs> okay, now we're producing their show, so if they're gonna do Wendy yeah. for real. I want to have uh, they gotta have her interact with Kevin Costner. Yes, do the bodyguard <laughs> scene. Like oh, they gotta have her. Uh, you know what? Have her interact like okay. So you show some of her best scenes in movies. Like she was good at Wendy XL. Mm-hmm. She was good at bodyguard. Preacher's wife. Preacher's wife. You show a couple of those. And then you come out with a 20-foot-tall 20 Whitney singer, I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. And then you somehow uh, have a hologram of Bobby Christina going, I'm always going to love you too, yes. Bobby. Yes, yes. And you bring, plug out the heartstrings, and then you bring her mama out mm-hmm. to sing a song. Uh, maybe Dionne Warwick to say she predicted all this was going to happen one day. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you can have behind bars. You have Bobby Christina as a child too, so this is like everybody gonna cry. Everybody gonna cry. If you, yeah, you, okay, since we do, using holograms, we could actually do this. You mm-hmm. have a cleaned up Bobby Brown out there dancing. Yes, yes, not passing out and shit. And then so now, at the end, she that we can end the concert with the hologram floating up to heaven. Oh, like you know, man, that means shit. You got you just got every nigga in the world. Coming everybody out. gonna cry, man. We gonna <laughs> do you know how much money we'll make. Because if she floats on and Tyler Perry reproduce it, we out. Yes. <laughs> yes. We can have skits in between with the Bobby Brown hologram and her. Like, it'll be yeah. good. It's Whitney Houston tribute, and we all get to send out. Oh, could you, first of all, they had that wet, did you see that funeral? Yes, I saw that funeral. Man, it, I'm not going to say it was a show, but it was a show. It I'm was like, a show. It was. I'm like, I'm like yo, this is, this is royal. This is how black folks do their royalty. Yep. Everybody 
and their mama was out there for her. And it was all on CNN, like Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. So you had them doing little snippets and talking. And you could take this literally around the country, probably around the world, because she was world famous. I didn't realize she was that big. Yeah, like, yeah, she, she was, was huge. That big. Like, she's like Dubai. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> like, yeah. we could have uh, Jaheem there in that, that purple suit. <laughs> I think that's who that was. Nigga like Barney. When did Usher become the go-to guy for like Usher's the go-to guy for everybody's tribute? It is, he is, man. I don't know. I was listening to uh, the Nina Simone album and Usher's on there and I was like, what the fuck? Wow. The dude I would think of when I think of Nina Simone. Right. Nina Simone and Usher's, yes. <laughs> Together. Finally. Finally, as it was always <laughs> hey, meant to be. Hey, hey. I'm like, come on, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Um, all right, let's, uh, let's get into our, our segments with the games, uh, cause I can't even, I don't, yeah, the rest of this news isn't that important. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's get into, um, fucking with black people. Let's find fucking with black people music. Ooh. Um, here we go. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people, where we read articles from all over the globe, and then we assign points from zero to a hundred in intervals of twenty-five for how much mm. we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants, everybody. All right. <laughs> uh, there is a jury. That has awarded a man $1.6 million for a race discrimination lawsuit against Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh shit, what happened? What? Let me see if I can play this news Only article. On CBS2, it is a legendary food spot in LA frequented by celebrities and even the President of the United States. Well, now the famous Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles may have to pay more than a million dollars to a former employee. CBS2's Peter Dowd has the reason why. It's a Southern California institution. That chicken's fantastic. Work that out. They got that seasoning sauce. That ain't that shaking bacon. Popular with celebrities, including Snoop Dogg, Larry King, I'm gonna have a chicken and waffle. And even President Obama. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles has been ordered by a jury to serve up more than $1.6 million in damages to a former employee who filed a racial discrimination and wrongful termination suit against the soul food chain. It's owned by an African-American owner, but he gives full authority to the Hispanics to run it. According to Daniel Beasley's lawsuit, managers at the restaurant on Pico harassed him for being African-American <laughs> and gave preferential treatment to Latino employees, including better schedules. The grandfather from Compton says he complained to Human Resources and the company's African-American owner, but nothing was done. And he was later fired for what he says was retaliation. It just caught me by surprise because here I am getting fired when I'm trying to fix the problem. Beasley says he became homeless after losing his job. He and his attorney now hope the jury's decision sends a clear message to all businesses. The racism, racial harassment can occur really anywhere, um, even you know in a black-owned business. You can't treat people like that and get away with it constantly. Roscoe's owned seven locations across Southern California and can appeal the decision. We called and left messages during business hours with both Roscoe's corporate office and its attorney, but we have not heard back. Peter Dowd, CBS 2 News. All right, so there you have it. 
discriminated against in the one industry that we started chicken and waffles <laughs> a few things about this is fucking with me that roscoe's has a corporate office <laughs> and, it's mostly, and the human resources and mostly yeah, the human resources department like what <laughs> mostly managed by latinos at this point all you need is one dude to be like that's enough uh you know my, my favorite part of this is that president obama went to roscoe's i had no idea that ever happened yeah, yeah i remember that i remember uh, that yeah i didn't even know that, that yeah. and it was like he was, that was like a while ago like he looked young in that picture yeah that was probably his first it had to be in his first, I know it was in his first term, but it must have been in his first few years, I want to say, because he yeah. was making the rounds, because he went to that bench, Chili Bowl, uh, Roscoe's, all of them, like, that was around the time when he went to, oh. all of them, that dude hugged him and whatnot. I'll say that he again, you, bro- you broke, you broke up a little bit, it was around the time, what happened? That was the time he went to that pizza parlor, and that, oh. big, that dude hugged him a little, that dude hugged him, like, yo, this is the president of Republican, but he was like, this is the president. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Like he was visiting, that was when he was doing the whole, there's small businesses in America that are like really, that was a whole campaign that he was doing. I was like on the low because he went to like five guys and stuff, a whole bunch of small businesses that are, that keep America going, so to speak. And Roscoe's is one of those that keep the neighborhood going because it's on Pico. Mm. Well, apparently. <laughs> like, that's right, they... that's what most, uh, I think he went to Sylvia's too in New York. I think he went to Sylvia's too. Apparently they get, they keep the people going and they get racist against the black people. Uh, zero to a hundred, Karen, in intervals of 25. How do you feel as fucked with on this one? Zero. Zero? All right. What about you, Haywood? I say 25. It's that corporate office thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I will say 25 because he did get his money, but I feel like it's extra racist that Roscoe Chicken and Waffles is racist against black people. That just feels, <laughs> some, something about that feels completely wrong. He had to be like he sounds like because his voice he doesn't sound like he, they said the, <coughs> the grandfather he's been working there he know Roscoe yeah right so like now Roscoe got he, but he said it's a black guy who own it but he let the Mexicans run it mm-hmm. so that that's been an issue for him and them in there for a minute yeah you know that you and know he's that com- so he's from Compton too he would show so there's something else there's something going yeah it's just like roscoe just like man they ain't fuck with y'all no more man we making money now mm-hmm. <laughs> and they both from compton you know what i'm saying yeah, it's like exactly. come on roscoe this is how you do a nigga man <laughs> came up together yeah. <laughs> we both played tennis yo do we, yo hey were you there did we lose that wood hold on uh internet connection problem hold on is it us or is it you know chat room still going that's just it all right let me try calling him back hopefully his phone didn't die or something um let me try one more time yep oh okay Okay, cool cool. all right yeah we lost you for a second man yeah um all right so the next story we all rated that one uh a black farmer (laughs) says his family has been targeted with racial threats hmm Racial slurs caught on video and allegations of violent threats. And that's when they told me that my family was marked and they were going to bury my kids. He makes up all these allegations and all they are is false. False. Two investigates looks for answers and what can be done to keep the peace when racial tensions run high. A family in Clear Lake contacted KTVU after they said they became the target of repeated racial threats over the past year, but no one has been charged. KTVU's Eric Rasmussen spent more than two months investigating this case, and he's here now to explain how it started with a dispute 
between neighbors. Eric? Heather and Frank, it was all over the sale of a cow. Now, since then, Daniel Cummins, a black farmer in Clear Lake, says his wife and kids have been threatened. His neighbors deny any involvement, but some worry it could make this small town another flashpoint for race in America. All right, let's feed some pigs. To watch Daniel Cummins and his family. Oinkers! To watch him working his four-acre farm in Clear Lake. This is the American dream. Come on, B. It's only human nature to notice. He stands out. But even okay, I have to pause it to tell y'all what happened right there. <laughs> he does stand out. First of all, I'm gonna, <laughs> first of all, I'm gonna put his picture in the chat room so y'all can see. He does like, not look like a farmer. He he is a black dude that's a farmer, but like uh, he got cornrows, right? And, you know, white tee and jeans and shit. You know, like you like a cool ass dude. He a farmer with an A on the end. Yeah, <laughs> he a farmer. Yeah, you say. Farmer with an R on the end is offensive to him. Okay, <laughs> uh, only only his people can say that. Um, and then also, um, he while they were talking, they said he you know he's a little bit different. He jumped on top of a bull and started riding it. Mm-hmm. This went like a pro too. Yeah, like like a pro. Like he was just fucking with the bull. The bull kind of like was messing with it, and then he just flipped on the back of it and rode it for a second. So well, right. let me go back to the news report. Um, here. Uh, in a county that's 88% white and 2% black. You ain't nothing to me. Cummins says no one's. Someone said, nigger, you ain't nothing to me. That's what I thought that's what I heard. <laughs> to him or his family like this until last year. I think it got serious when I had people come to the gate, identify themselves as white supremacists, and then tell me that my family was marked and they are going to bury my children. Those were their words? Oh, exactly. Exact word. Cummins' wife, Ashley Hathaway, recorded this video of their neighbor's nephew. I knew that somebody else had to hear what they had to say. A day earlier, a dispute about who owned this cow between Daniel and his neighbor, Chris Rhodes, briefly turned physical. He jumped him and beat the crap out of him. Rhodes and his wife, Tina, talked to us about it. While a police report shows both sides declined to press charges over the fight, the Rhodes said the dispute was far from resolved when we sat down with them. Daniel, to us... Was a straight up cow thief. And cow thieves in Texas used to get hung. I'm gonna stop. You understand. Oh, alright, so let's let's see what the reporter says about that. Stand with the nature of what's being alleged here, what you just said, uh would give people some great concern. Well, I didn't want him hung. I just wanted our cow back. Why did you say that then? Like she hit with that that subliminal like that subtweet racism. Yeah, yeah, that subtweet. You know, back back in our days, if you didn't know your place and you had yeah, kind of uppity, uh-huh. you get hung. Uh, that's what they say about every nigga they hang. He's a cow yeah. thief. Ma'am, do you know that? Uh, he's a cow thief. Excuse me, he's a cow thief. Ma'am, you, you know that 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 connotation is a little bit racist. I didn't say I wanted them hung. <laughs> I just said that's how they used to do. I mean, what is the problem here? So I'm looking at him now. So I'm saying he he's he's a, he's hip. This is a hip hop guy who's a farmer. Yeah. yeah. He like the hip hop farmer. Yeah. This is terrible. That's what they need. That's what they don't want. They don't want to hear like kids like mine running around. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they're afraid of. The kids like mine are gonna come around with their pants all saggy and baggy <laughs> and take their daughters. <laughs> well, this, this, I'm not. I'm not gonna finish this because the whole report is like seven minutes long. Um, yeah, gonna, gonna fuck they meat up. They meat ain't gonna be as tender. Yeah. Um, I like that the cow is bl- a black and white cow. 
No, that's, <laughs> no it is precious. It's like half of theirs, half of theirs. Half of it. He's, he's, he's a cow thief. Mm-hmm. And you Are know, you we normally hang them. That's, oh my God. Uh, so, uh, Karen, zero to a hundred, how much you feel fucked with by the racist cow story? Oh, a hundred. All right. What about you, uh, Haywood? 75, cause I'm not surprised. Mmm, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, a hundred, um, because, uh, of how he looks. Like, I really <laughs> thought this was gonna be one of those black people that on the low probably hate black people too. Mm-mm. And he's like, I can't believe these white people turned on me, but nah. He <laughs> got cornrows, you know what I'm saying? He got like, you know, the little interracial family mm-hmm. thing His going. Wife is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You His know? Wife is gorgeous. She Native American. I mean, they, this is a couple that they don't want to see. Yeah, right. it's like me and my girl. Native American wife on yeah. this fucking yeah. this, this this ranch. We got these kids. We we yeah. we farming. Because I'm not I'm not surprised they got fucked with. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, because yeah. when you look at them, you go. I mean, this is they, they look like something you've seen in the video. Yeah, that's true. They look like something you've seen, and they, he's like he wants to be a farmer. He wants to you know do it his way, which is that's what being a farmer is. He looks like this on his tractor, probably like a Jax Teller with a pair of Air Force Ones riding it. And they get all swole. They don't want to see this shit because that means when you here's the problem when you right next to them, that's always when it's an issue. Yep. How are you sitting next to me? Yep. And the How thing is, the like, job and these white supremacists ain't got nothing better to do. Like they going yeah. about a kid's school, calling the kids names. Like that's you know, what, well, that's their job. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, now they got something to do. They actually like, yo, wait a minute, now we haven't had a chance to do this in years. Between, you know, they're like, look, the only thing I gotta do today is go to the farmer's market at 11.32 and I'll get, I get off at 12.01. So <laughs> after that, I'm just gonna go call these little kids names. Cause. You know, like, Patrice O'Neill got the joke and say, well, you know, we're gonna hang a couple niggas on about two, but after two o'clock, you know. That's- <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> That's that's their job. That's now they are super excited about these people moving into the neighborhood. Yeah. What's weird is these, this kid is literally everything that Texas is supposed to be all about. He's a pioneer. Yep. You know he's doing it. He's doing it, and he ain't, he probably ain't got, getting all subsidized because you got to have money to be a farmer. That's no right. bullshit. Right. You yep. got to have it's some great. kind of you got to have it because if you ain't got it, you ain't gonna be able to start it. Right, and I bet you they probably, I guarantee somebody investigating, questioning, how did you get this land? Was it passed down to you? Like, did you buy it? You know, especially if he bought out, like, bought somebody out to get it. I know they was pissed. Yeah, yeah. And they, what, they in California? Oh, my goodness. No, they in Texas. Uh, They in Texas? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's not, like you just said, who who the hell, who gave them the money to do all this? How did he get his money? Drug dealing? What's growing on the pot? Right, that's exactly what they looking. It could be her family. They don't give a fuck. All they know is that this is a black man over there. You no, know, what what they growing? You know they growing some of the drugs and them dopamines. Yeah, and that's how you get the community riled up. Shit, I'm surprised that. Well, here's what that what hasn't surprised me that they they don't they don't have they ain't put a cross in their yard yet. That's next. Oh yeah, that's coming. I mean, they been they said he said white supremacists has been coming to his gates and saying yeah. shit. But they say the shit call him like. I'm looking at it now. They say they call him para- parasites. That's mm-hmm. Called his daughter a whore. And she's like five or some shit. I mean, yep. he a brave dude for even because of me. I mean, I'd have been pulled out the shotgun and been gone. Like, we moving, but take these these with you. Yeah. <laughs> on my way out. Because that's, that's it. He's a pioneer. He, that, that's that's the stuff that, here's the stuff that we still, that don't understand that us as black people, we still have to go through. 
yeah, you might say you you don't see it this way, whatever, whatever. whatever. There are places in the country that's like, dude, I, does this play in Middle Michigan? Does this play in right. Wisconsin? I still run into white people who like they they don't know black people, let alone our story here in America. Mm-hmm. So to even like be like, yo, the only the is what. Uh, we all say what again? Oh, do we? Yeah, I think. Yeah, because he's in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, I think our internet connections uh acting up between him. I don't think it's us. It's to one side. Oh, there you go. Hey, Haywood, you gotta say that again, man. You broke up a little bit. Oh, no, I said we only learned one uh one one side of history. Mm-hmm. We only learned about one type of language. We only learned about one type of culture. So then, when we grow up and find out more and start sharing that, they get all confused and upset and uh, at us for 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 even knowing and wanting to share. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm reading, I'm reading this book about black women under slavery and like getting out of it and like how that affected history and how it affects you know current things. You know the way shit is perceived now. And uh, I've been sharing pages that I find interesting uh, through taking screenshots and posting on my Facebook and Twitter and shit. And uh, someone, you know, some people been sharing the pages, you know. And uh, I shared like three or four pages on 9/11, and somebody was like. You know, people want us to get over this, but how are you supposed to just get over something like this? And this white lady came in and left this long ass like, I am part German and Native American. And I got to tell you that you can't let these things hold you back. The past is the past and all this shit. Um, and, and I was like, and so I read it and I was like, so basically just get over it. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like you can say all the flowery language you want around it, but the end conclusion you came to was we shouldn't be talking about this shit no more. Which right. like, you know, makes you, you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then they'll go, that wasn't me. My people were forced here and my people were forced there. But then here's the difference. Unlike only people who didn't have anywhere else to go was the Native American and us. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else had, you had a place to run from persecution. Yep. You had a place to go. Okay. They were persecuting Jews in Europe at that time. Your family made it out. Where did my family get to make it out from and to? They right. Us, certain people let us go and let us free. That's already a fuck up in the beginning. You can't give a man his freedom. That just doesn't compute. Yeah, and the thing give the, that the thing that was like the the worst part of it to me was that whole like I'm part Native American and German <laughs> and this and like you see the picture. And this is an average looking white person that everyone's yeah. gonna treat like a white person. Anytime they see him, the default is this is a white person. Right. The only time I guarantee you bring that shit up is to try to negate black people right. who who are like, yo, shit is still fucked up in this country or here's our story. Because, like, I used to feel kind of um, bad about revisiting black history in this country. And I think a lot of black people can probably identify with that, especially yeah. coming up, because all our history was always consigned to that one month. Right. And then in that one month, it was mostly stories of terribleness and then, like, five niggas that did good. Right. And then, you know... Like, you, the all-stars. Like, you basically yeah. had the all-stars that everybody covered. Yeah, and so you would kind of walk away like, man, I don't want to see Eyes on the Prize for the 75th time. Right. You know, like, I... Like, I get it. Bull, Bull Connor was racist and fucked up, and I don't want to have to think about this shit. But, yeah. like, 
as i get older the more i'm interested and fascinated by that era because that's the only real american history we have the rest of the rest of american history is kind of bullshit like it's mostly us like you know self-masturbatory like oh look look how look how great we are we saved <laughs> europe we you know we we did we read we caused the industrialization age we did but like the real story really fucked up the planet if you look at it for right real. but the real shit that <laughs> we do you know like and not to mention we start wars with people and shit, but the real shit that we do is the, the history we have here like the fact yeah. that we write these flowery speeches about freedom while having slaves it's the real history of America, and nobody yeah. should be afraid of that. You know, like yeah. you know, yep, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Because you yeah. should not. If you hide it, then it doesn't exist. Exactly. And, and if you don't, and if you're black and you're scared to learn about it, then you're like you're gonna be just as complicit in the erasure of that story. And I need that story to be taught right. so that partially so right. we don't repeat it, but partially so we know where we came from. Right. And then lastly, so that these little black kids won't grow up thinking that this shit is like a non-issue and it doesn't matter and then you find out oops it does matter because the country is founded on this you can't like you can't you can't fight something you don't know you're fighting and you won't you won't know you're fighting if you refuse to learn you refuse to listen well it's like you said at the beginning we used to feel bad even revisiting it and it's that feeling that we have to fight because those are the mental chains that 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 keep us down it's like people don't even want to hear about it i don't want to hear about it i don't want to know about it but here's the thing. It's not that that gets you through to the point where we go, okay, first of all, that's not the history of the world. That's not our history. That's not the history of our people right. on the planet. So in essence, that's not the history of us. That's just the history of a portion of us. Right. Look at what we've been through. Look at where we are now. Do you really still feel bad? You're not at fault. Again, my people just didn't run very fast. That's our fault for getting caught. Right. Okay. Okay. So then I say that to say, the, in the grand scheme of things, it goes like this to me. This land is your land, but this land is also my land. Right. But let's be honest. This land was made for you by me. We we push certain people out of the way. We cultivate in certain parts of the land in order to make money for y'all. And then when y'all wanted to do other stuff, you guys started doing other stuff. When they wanted to industrialize everything, they were like, okay, there's no more use for slavery. So let's change the mentality that made it okay to enslave folks anyway. Right. So then when you have these people moving amongst each other, now you got a group of people. One group thinks that they're infringing upon another one because they don't even see human. That's yeah. where it all begins. And then that's the only way white supremacy can exist because these people don't, certain folks don't see us as, as human. human. Yeah, like this <laughs> makes complete sense. Like this cow thing. Yeah. It makes complete sense, but only if you know your history. Yeah. Right. If not, you just think like a couple white people went crazy. But if you know your yeah. history, you're like, oh, no, no, no. This guy's trying to execute his right and ownership to land, mm-hmm. his his right to a, a field that a lot of people have always fought black people on. Like, you know, yeah. even the first black farmers, you know, yeah. where, where you had the, um, you know, where you had like sharecropping and shit where yeah. the whole system was designed to take back from you what yeah. you, what you, what was rightfully yours, the work that you had done for years for free. And, and now, about, about the whole thing. It's, this is why black folks started all those A&T schools because naturally, the people that they brought here were already agricultural and cultivators. Right. They got people to do the work that were already doing the work. We were already picking cotton in fields in Africa and knew how to cultivate it. It didn't have to teach us how to do certain things. It just had to teach us how to be subservient. Yeah. That was all it was. And once that hit, it was like, oh, okay, now we got a group of people that we can get to do whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. Yep. But that never was the case. That They only make it seem like that was the case. 
So when you got a brother like this who's like, you know what, man, this is I'm gonna do what I naturally here on earth to do, and is make my own and get my own, and 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 teach my family how to do the way. He's really falling in line with probably what some of his ancestors did. Yeah. You look at how this country was really founded and moved forward, and before like uh uh, uh before you know they they came across the uh, what is that that river, the Mississippi River and stuff like that. It was black folks living out here. Mm-hmm. They were living with Indians already. They were already working with stuff in, in Texas and in Oklahoma and in California. And then along came white folks saying, this is the, well, America. I won't even say just white folks. Along came yeah. America going, well, we need this too now. Yeah, we this is our shit. Yeah, this is our shit. Can y'all move so, a little bit further? A little yeah. bit further? And then bringing all of that ugliness with it. Okay, right. well, how do we do this? Well, now we got this dude who hate this dude. So now they're going to make sure that they keep it down. All the man, while the dude who building the railroad is getting rich. Right. I watched that show, Hell on Wheels. You got the Irish fighting the Chinese, fighting the blacks, all for that little bit of peace, mm-hmm. while the other dudes are fighting for the big piece, the land that they put in the goddamn railroad on. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> um, that, all right. That's, that's it in a nutshell to me, you know, mm-hmm. and this dude is doing like he's supposed to do. He's like, I want some of that land. So at some point when they come along to build another railroad, I can sell it back and have some money for my seeds left here on this earth. Yep. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> exactly. Get, get over it. Get over it. Me, meanwhile, um, none of these motherfuckers knew anybody in them two towers, and they was they still mad about nine eleven. Right? Come on now. Like you, it's not like that was a, the, the funny thing that day on Facebook is it was people whose pages were celebrating, you know, uh, or eulogizing nine eleven still telling black people to get over it. Like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, that's, um, that's, they don't have to get over it because. It's, American society is like children. They're like children. Yeah. And it's like, they just want us. They don't, I don't want to talk about that anymore. We know that it happened, but we don't talk about that anymore. But look at how we feel about this. And I'm like, man, do you know there are places on this place, in this world where people can't go to Saberos without worrying about getting blown up? <laughs> America don't have that issue. Yeah. You yeah. know, somebody said, cause they, cause a friend of mine posted something and they were like, uh, well, what about the, the bombings in, uh, Boston? What about this and what about that? Yeah. And we go, okay. And his comeback was simple. He was like, but you're talking about 400 some odd years of that to our people. Right. So anytime you get to Oklahoma City, you're talking about anytime you get to Rosewood, anytime you get to Chicago, which was founded by, you know, John Paul DuSable, it was a trading post. Right. And here come white folks saying, no, it's not anymore, nigga, it's ours. Right. So over, over and over and over again, we're seeing this. And now America, America as a society is getting a little bitty taste. Or what happened to black folks? Just a little bitty taste, mm-hmm. and they cannot deal with it. Right, we got to go to war. You know what I mean? You can't deal. Like we get, like we have a terrorist attack on our soul, and it is immediately like, well, what country yeah. do we have to kill yeah. to make this stop? And it's like, yeah, that's actually not how this works. Right. Imagine if we thought like that. Right. You're really dealing with some some of the most. Here's what we did out of slavery: we created jazz music, and we created stand up. We created comedy. Yeah, you know those are two uniquely American art forms. Mm-hmm. We gave you something beautiful, and you guys still ain't caught up on that. That we here to help you. You brought us here, but we here to help you see the beauty and all of this stuff. And you still only want to see that we see it. And we complain it. Right. We ain't complaining. We just saying this is what it is. Either the world is this way or it ain't. Yep. You know. All it's, right. It's, it can't be both. Let's move on to something fun. All right. <laughs> That's what happens when you fuck with black people. You get into some deep racial conversations. Yeah. Uh, let's do uh, let's do some baller alert, guys. Hey, yo, I'm looking for a five star chick. Talking about. I just stepped out of magazine. They fly and the F, they fly and the E, 
box wet and a head something fly like Gotti, here go 12 bar. Gucci, man, got nine car. We don't call them down no more on nine. We call them five star. Five star, nigga, that's a five star click. I'm a six for that five. That's that new M6. Pay a bill, get a health fix, might even pay a rent. And the way she give it to me, best money I ever spent. I can't even lie. Why? I'm so super hot. I do not need her, will not give her unless she is fly. Gucci, man's a full B. Yo, girl is a strong C. She love me, now she love you, not now. I'm my bitches love me. If you in Atlanta, call a Gucci girl and beat me. You can find a five-star hotel you can beat me. Five-star bitch, just a five-star bitch, just a five-star bitch, that's a five-star bitch. Give a credit, go hot, keep your nails, stay fly, keep your juice box wet, and your head something fire, you a five-star Alright. Here are your choices for the, for the, uh, ball alert section. Um, we read different articles or uh stories and uh we'll let you pick the one that you would like to hear about number one groupie tales ti the man that started it all number two uh groupie tales is when women sleep with people and then tell all their business all right number two groupie tales plies and shouted in miami oh shit number three groupie tales tank like strawberries and champagne <laughs> number four group of tales james young rookie with the boston celtics and uh number five we'll go with five actions a woman needs to see to trust you to lead her from a man's point of view blog by at mitchell underscore chance mm. so it's up to you to pick Haywood. which one you want all right. Uh, I mean, I was thinking, all of that was good. <laughs> we got, we got, we got Ti. We got Plies. I think that Boston Celtics was the one that intrigued me the most. Okay, James Young. Okay, yeah. let's go check out what the Young Celtic is doing. I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. That's what I'm saying. What is he still? You know what I mean? If he's in the league. What is like, he still? What is he still? What is he doing? Maybe he had a shot back in the day. I also had one about Odell Beckham Jr. somewhere, but I can't find it. Oh man, he probably picked it is. There. It is the start of the NFL season. Do I? Where did I put the Odell Beckham Jr. one, man? Hold mm-hmm. on, let me see if I can find it. Maybe we we'll do that one. Let me, yeah. let me. Let me just give me one second because I I literally just he got had hands, it. girl. He got hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. He dove on the bed and caught my ass with one hand. <laughs> I said, I can't believe this man. Yeah, make it clap. Make it clap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Uh, let me let me see if I can search for uh, Odell. I think it got two L's in it. Um, it does. It does have two L's. Oh yeah, Groupie Tell LSU's Odell Beckham Jr. likes threesomes. Uh-huh. You want you want to do Shit. this one? Yep. All right, there we go. Let's go ahead and get it then. Uh, James Young, we'll holler at you another day, player. Hey, um. <laughs> You know, he'll, he'll get over it. He'll get over it. Not the first time. Uh, he's been cut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, either Odell Beckham Jr.'s PR team is hard at work trying to drum up press for him before he enters the draft, or these young ducks are getting dumb about a minute. Either way, we've got another Odell Beckham Jr. groupie tale. It sounds a lot like the last one, except this one involves two women 
for the record ladies if you're going to keep giving your the man the young man publicity at least get paid for it sounds to me like you're just getting hard dick and bubble gum and that is not the ballerific lifestyle sis oh shit <laughs> damn 11 11 ain't normally doesn't editorialize like that um so we'll see what this tale says but uh anyway <clears throat> disclaimer group of tales are submitted by our readers we cannot find 100 accuracy if it's story post <laughs> <laughs> i've recently read your story about odell beckham and with his rising frame as projected first round pick i thought it's time to share my threesome experience with him i had met odell back in 2012 while visiting a few of my friends that attend lsu i had heard of him and his family around new orleans as they were pretty big names he was very sweet when we first met and i thought he was beautiful but i didn't get back into contact with him until october 2013 on bourbon street in new orleans it was me and my girl and we approached him he said that he had remembered me and asked what i was doing tonight and insisted that me and my girl come hang with him so we agreed and ended up with at his parents lavish home we sat down in the living area and drank a glass of water. <laughs> she said that like it was, I thought it was going to be like wine or something. Anyway, <laughs> drank a glass of water as he, he wrapped his arms around both of us. His body was warm and eyes were simply dreamy. He had his arms around both of y'all. Yeah, well, you know, he catch the ball. He got a long <laughs> he, he, he pawned both of our booties. It was amazing. At the same time. No man That's had ever done same, it before. Same, same. Uh, <laughs> so she says, um, uh, wait, what? Oh yeah, okay. We quickly fell under his grasp and ripped off our clothes and he began wow. to, to make his way across our bodies with plump lips uh it was his first it was the first time to go down on his toned body wait no no no. i'm sorry i was the first one to go down on his toned body pulling down his clothes and running my tongue down his dick as he called as he called me a no good bitch and that i had to take it before engulfing it into my mouth and working it slowly as my girl tongue wrestled with him my girl took the next turn Ah. wrestling with his dick as he picked me up over his shoulders and made use of that large tongue of his and pledged me to Ah. the extreme Wow. Not the yeah. extreme. First of all, isn't that a bit early to be pulling the no good bitch card? I feel like, like, is there a safe word involved? Uh, you just met these women. You know what I mean? Like, how did he know that would work is what I'm saying. Cause that's a, that's a good question. That's a pretty gutsy move. But you know what? That's probably why he makes all those catches. Mm. Cause he is willing to try. He's not risk averse. You know, he's, he's, uh, do we lose Haywood? Oh, we lost Haywood. Hold on. Let me see if I can call him back. Uh, oh yeah all right my bad um but yeah so uh yeah he dropped the ball he dropped the call um so yeah uh so so yeah my my question is what makes you go with no good bitch talking to a woman you just met that might not have worked that's the, hey, you gotta be from a big family. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it explains why he goes over the middle and lunches and, and catches like and shit like that. But, but I mean, I just, I guess, I just don't have a heart, man. I wouldn't have been able to say that to a woman that I literally had just met. Be like, yeah, that's what I mean. you know, I ain't got it. Yeah, I ain't got it. I don't even like talking like. I mean, well, you know, you play games, but yeah, but you know what I mean. Even then, I feel a little bit bad. 
<laughs> like, That's what we have hearts, right? That's what we yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. we literally have a soul, man. Right. <laughs> like you had like, do we need a safe word or something? I don't want to offend you. NFL player eyes. So she only here for the dough, I guess. But he was at LSU then at that time too, though. He in New Orleans. Hey, man. Yep. Oh, uh-huh. I don't know, man. I wonder if you, is that something you think when you first see her, like. Was he at the bar like, I'm going to call her a no good bitch? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or is it that's like heat of the moment? Out that night, that's one of those that you have in your repertoire. Yeah, so it wasn't an audible. He knew. Yeah, he oh, knew. no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh. After, he make, after making me nearly come, he picked me up and slammed my back against the wall very aggressively, slipping on a condom, stroking the life out of me. At oh, the, finally. Yeah, I'm finally. Finally stripped on a condom. Finally. <laughs> uh, after exhausting me, <laughs> He let my girl ride him up and down, that nine-inch dick pounding. After he made me and my girl make out with each other while calling us dirty sluts, he pinned me down and forced his hand over my throat, choked the life out of me until he cummed. Mm. Oh. Yeah, he cummed, Karen. My girl. You doing some BDSM? Apparently. BDSM. Hey, you can't sell ODB without BD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my girl, my girl sucked his dick afterwards and we laid on him for about an hour. It must have been like five in the morning when his phone went off and his I, weak ass like girl. Not no good bitches at all. <laughs> <laughs> and his weak. A couple of very good here's, here's my favorite sentence. Uh, when his phone went off and his weak ass girlfriend, Erica Mendez, showed up banging on the door. <laughs> Oh Lord! Why she got to be the weak one? Yeah, that's uh, the chick from uh, uh um fucking love hip hop, right? Uh, yo, isn't it? Erica Maybe Mendes. it's a different one. Maybe ain't she from the New York one? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It could that's be like a like different. It could be a different Erica Mendez. You know, there's. Right now, I'm, I'm, that's through my head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's New Orleans. Maybe she just maybe it's more than one Erica Mendez. Yeah. Her punk, her, his punk ass girlfriend. That's terrible. So me and my girl jumped out the window. Wow. I hope to hear from Odell again soon. <laughs> oh, but you had to jump out the window. German style. Uh, so then editorializing from 11.8, she says, no need to grab your glasses, sis. The following is not a read, but it is the God's honest truth. You will not hear from Odell soon. Why? <laughs> because you're dumb and he's probably kicking it with his girlfriend. Yes, the same girlfriend who is comfortably living bill and worry-free with her million-dollar NFL baller to be while you bust it wide open for the basic cable and daytime minutes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Both Odell and Erica are unbothered by you. Please scroll through some of the old blogs and forums and realize where you went wrong before you end up like the chipotle girl the colin kaepernick girl or the geno smith girl wow there are a few of these girls yeah we know about chipotle girl and colin kaepernick girl but i don't know about this geno smith girl i gotta find that one me either yeah (laughs) right uh you would think they would learn and then we got the comment section of course Allie in Wonderland says they jumped out the window at 5 a.m. This got to be Odell's weak, whack-ass team because all these stories of him at once. Fuck out of here. I'm sure his dick ain't that strong, and these hoes can't be this dumb if they've been on ball alert. Uh, Love is a losing game says laugh my ass out after reading this take. I think I want to go read another one. Boy, ha, ha. Miss Pretty 92 says laugh my ass off. I can't deal with these folks. Down South Divas said basic cable and daytime minutes. Laugh my ass off. Basic cable, daytime. B, B thing <laughs> says, yeah, no, 
if this is true this heifer is an idiot girl he will never call you he called you those names for a reason if the shoe fits Mm, you are no good bitch mm-hmm. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> johnny cochran almost had to win with that one uh beautiful brownie fits, no yeah <laughs> if the shoe doesn't fit uh beautiful <laughs> brownie that's a cinderella tale in reverse it is it really if is beautiful brownie <laughs> says i haven't read it yet but his name staying on these streets lady ball alert says oh Oh, at least they mentioned a condom in this one, said just Jay. <laughs> this is <laughs> this, <laughs> this is fake, says Bree, and I know none of those people. Uh she said, I don't know who Bree is. Uh, Bree must have some inside knowledge of uh Odell Beckham's uh sex life. Yeah. To say she doesn't know any any of the people involved. Right. Um I feel like this could be some groupie beef. Or somebody that doesn't like his girlfriend or something too, you know, it could yeah, be a bunch of yeah. shit. Um, she probably said fuck his girlfriend because she saw, okay, so if you got the phone, call her ID, and the name come up, who the fuck is Erica Mendez? That's my girlfriend, y'all got the role she out front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it sounded like, it sound like they had to know who she was because, you know what I mean, like, you could, like, that's some information you could know just from being in the club, you know, like, she might just be somebody that got beef with the girl and then she trying to make all these fake stories up on Ball Alert yeah. to yeah. fuck with her head. Yeah. Little Mermaid says, he fine, Lord. St. <laughs> <laughs> Hella says, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, it sure is strange how both stories mention his girlfriend by first and last name. Is the girlfriend putting these stories out? Is this uh, her or uh, starting her Instagram, Twitter modeling career? Oh, her way. Okay. This shit sounds like a bad romance novel. I wonder who wrote this, says Insatiable Cookie P. Kimberly Spears says, what does she model for? The trash can that they found her in? Odell needs a hardworking woman. No one likes the slut. I hate to see him lower himself. Uh, Okay. Um, A hardworking woman like you at Kimberly Spears? Was it it hard work jumping out that window, boo? Says Makina Hilton. (laughs) <laughs> she accused her of being the groovy that's, that's new style. remember he did that yeah that, that is new i won't lie that's new see uh and then she put a gif up of a girl trying to jump out the window and getting stuck oh yeah, yeah. uh makina that gift just sent me to glory says 11 <laughs> beautiful brownie says so why was the other discussion closed who was kimberly rebecca is this one is his wannabe girl and erica is his girl uh folks get caught up in their lies lol says beautiful brownie see that's the thing the ball alert investigative team will get to the bottom of the bullshit so yeah. you write these tales trying to set somebody up and eventually they'd be like hold up it's you these are the tales. Kimberly, you, you the problem. Kimberly Spears says, screw <laughs> any other chick. I know Odell secretly loves me. I know everything is still stuck in his mind from that night. Oh, so it is her. Damn. And then Double D says, at Brown Skin Beauty, I come to this blog to ask the same question. I want some answers to the questions that you asked in the discussion. This is literally like a bad summer. Oh, okay. And okay. At eleven, I think we need we may need a summary. I was following along until Kimberly showed up. Now I'm confused. So there are two different sex tales from different people, and that was the last that was the last comment, guys. <laughs> so uh two different sex tales from two different people. Yep, that's it for ball alert. You a fast bitch, you a fast bitch, you a fast bitch. I need a fast bitch. I need a fast bitch.
Festa beat, wanna festa beat. This your boy, yo, got it, I do great A shit. I'm the realest nigga walking, and this the remix. And we still out here looking for a five star chick. When I catch her, I'ma bless her with a five star kid. She a natural born hustler, she ain't chasing no suckers. Only mess a real nigga, she ain't never fucked a bustle. For your cars and your jewelry, that shit really don't excite her. All your hating ass hoes in the club gon' fight her. She was born in the eight with the school in DC. Got a job in Dallas, Texas, this shit move to Tennessee. If you ain't a five star, sure go ahead and face it, fake, Gucci fake, Louis Shaw, that that'll make you basic. All right, it's time for the last game. Guess the race, the race. is what it's called. Uh, where's my guess the race music? Cause can't do it without the music. Uh, here we go. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestant today, A. Wood Turner C. Jr. from Three Guys Own Podcast, Attack of the Comics, uh, and of course, Woods Laugh. Uh, you can go ahead and guess the race of these people that we're about to read articles from. And the chat room plays along. And the chat room is racist. All right. Yes, they are. Uh, and today's guest the race is brought to you by bevel that's right guys bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step your shave game up and say goodbye to razor bumps aren't you tired of that magic shave you walk around looking all bumpy and pimply and shit man it's not it's not good you like that uh you look like a dude from i'm gonna get you sucker that died from overgold you don't want that stuff on your neck, I man. I know you don't. <laughs> Get clear, smoother skin with Bevel. Your girl will like man. it. You'll like it. You'll respect yourself. You know how many compliments I get on my beard all the time? You think I would get them compliments if my beard was surrounded with a bunch of nasty-ass bumps and stuff? No, I would not. Let me answer that question for you. Um, it is also a brand that's created by Tristan Walker, who's a young black entrepreneur who uh, wanted to cater to the unique shaving brands, uh, uh, shaving needs of black men uh i'm 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 personally uh on the uh plan where you get like every three months they give you like a re-up so no more trips to the store no more uh you know i gotta talk to the person and you know get the security guard and then they go (laughs) give me the code so i can get the razors out of the motherfucking back of the cvs like i don't even know why they keep the razors locked up that way but you know more of that shit man i go to my mailbox there's a package in there boom open it up everything refresh restock reclean so um yeah make sure you guys go to getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com use code t-b-g-w-t and you get 20 percent off of your first month um which is definitely uh worth it and uh, i think you guys will really enjoy uh you know bevel and uh tell them that we sent you man uh, also, holler at them on, uh, t- on uh, Twitter, at Bevel, uh, because uh, they're really responsive, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's see. Let's do the first story. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. A man urinated on passengers aboard a flight <laughs> to Portland. Uh, okay. 
he is smiling so hard in his mug shot i can't wait to show y'all this but first uh he's facing charges after authorities say he urinated on passengers on a flight from oregon uh anchorage to portland oregon 27 year old jeff rubin was arrested early friday after a JetBlue flight 47 arrived in portland international airport a police report said passengers and airline employees told officers Ruben had been sleeping for most of the flight. About 30 minutes before landing, he stood up and began urinating through the crack between the seats in front of him. <gasps> the report says he lost his balance and fell backwards, spraying urine on passengers' seats and luggage. Oh. Just urine everywhere. Just a pee terrorist. Um, <laughs> they said... Um, one of the newspapers oh alaska dispatch news said that one of the newspapers reporters Susanna caldwell happened to be on a flight caldwell see the two rows in front of reuben on the other side of the plane was not urinated on but saw garbage bags paper towels and urine in the area i like to shoot uh i, I was so close to the action <laughs> no no he, i didn't get peed on but yeah, i seen it firsthand uh when uh and start shaking it everywhere yeah <laughs> we said shake it more than once you're playing with it but he didn't listen <laughs> he continued when the officers boarded the craft uh he was slumped over asleep in his seat he spent yeah. about five hours in jails and faces a criminal mischief and offensive littering charge uh he didn't uh he did not respond to requests uh to seek comment guess the race mr uh haywood turnip seed jr Oh man, five hours is all he spent, and he got criminal mischief. Mm-hmm. That's white. That's white. All right, let's check the That's chat Caucasian. room. Caucasian. Let's see what the chat room says. He was only making what he decided was his property white. Aww. Slim Jesus, big brother, <laughs> was going on tour for his white chocolate factory album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the white chocolate factory that's great it's portland so it's that organic chemical free free range snow pee uh the white r kelly white white for real them and their bodily fluids shaking my head says elise um white r kelly fan white mcwhiterson whitey mcwhiterson uh the correct answer is and uh seems like you guys all were on the same page white And that's his mug shot right there in the chat room, guys. And that dude looked pretty at peace with what he did. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, hey, Will, but I'll put it in the uh I'll put it in the spreecast. I mean the Skype chat uh Skype chat if you want to click on the link. But yeah, that that dude does not look like he is upset about anything that happened. Mm-hmm. He's like, Yes, I had to pee. I don't. I was high and drunk. <laughs> like, what you mean? I had to. Yeah. This I mean, me. what would you do? Yeah. What yeah. if I'm gonna do? I'll go myself. Are you serious? I mean, I slept most of the flight. I only peed. <laughs> I peed for like two minutes, and that and that's the only thing y'all yeah, want to talk yeah. about. Okay. Um, she mother. Died, <laughs> 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 the sleep was that sleep was good though. You know what I mean? It was. <laughs> Some of the best, that's probably some of the best sleep he ever had. I just want to know who gets peed on and then lets the dude sleep. You know what I'm saying? What they, what they, what they saying? Uh, why aren't they stomping him right now? Right. <laughs> you peed on multiple people and they all got back in these seats and were like, well, I never. <laughs> oh, that's what? definitely white. What? Because you got to get it off of you now. Yeah. Oh. Now you got to get it off of you. And see, that's some old uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. Why, why I got to be the motherfucker on piss detail? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why gotta be the one? Like dude said, white chocolate factory album. Why gotta be the one? Mm-hmm. Gotta be submissive to your tour 
Fuck all that, man. How? Yeah. That's that- gross. <laughs> I don't like it. You ever been on a bus when the nigga start pissing? That shit is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is nasty. Nah. I did it one day. I pissed in front of somebody's house one day. Well, I had to go. He opened the door right as I was pissing. I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad as soon as he got up, he was like, Nah, usually I don't do this. Go <laughs> ahead on, break him off with a little previews of the remix. Now I'm not trying to be <laughs> you say what you want to say about that dude that song right there is a bona fide hit oh oh yeah i mean look yeah <laughs> the dude there's a lot of pedophiles yeah. Yeah. but there are very few that are as talented as r kelly right. i tell you that most of them can't sing mm-hmm. yeah jared can't sing yeah <laughs> jared just ate, jared ate that was jared's problem really you know, if he would have been able to bust out that, nah, I ain't trying to be rude. People were like, maybe he didn't do it. I don't know. <laughs> do it really matter? Do it really yeah, matter yeah, if you think they, about it? They would at least go to the, hey, they would at least check out the show. Most of those kids were going to have sex at some point anyway. <laughs> you know, people was rationalizing the fuck out of that R. Kelly shit. I remember that. It's like, come on, man. It's like, it's like, come on, y'all. That nigga, you can't be fucking kids. Like, I don't know, man. Them kids look grown to me. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you see, they say, see the, <laughs> then everybody goes, well, that last girl was young. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, you watch, that means you watch the, the whole, whole video, dog. <laughs> right. You seen all the scenes. <laughs> Every last yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. I hope you get rid of it before the police come. You know what I mean? Because that, that, that shit is illegal now. Yeah. Right. It's always <laughs> been illegal. Uh, <laughs> uh, the mother of the year bought her daughter 12 bags of cocaine to celebrate her 18th birthday. God oh, damn. Uh, mm-hmm. Turn up, what are we waiting for? Uh, <laughs> turn down for what? Turn down for what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, we not turning down for a motherfucking thing. For, eight, <laughs> for 18, too. Like, not in 20. The pound, by pounds, I mean the dollar unit, you know, I mean the monetary unit, because this is uh, from the Daily Mail. So she bought 300 pounds worth of cocaine, which is really 300 euros or whatever, um, as a birthday present for her daughter's 18th. Uh, and she has been spared di- jail. She did not go to jail. Nicola Austin booked the limousine and bought twelve bags of class of the Class A drug to make sure she had a good time. The thirty-seven-year-old, who was also a grandmother, admitted that she was planning to take the cocaine with her college student daughter on a night of wild celebrations in London. But she was arrested after the drugs were found hidden at her three-bedroom home. <laughs> despite admitting possessing cocaine with intent to supply she avoided jail and was instead given a nine-month suspended sentence the judge accepted that her claims that the drugs were never to be distributed more widely which she said allowed her to be given a lighter sentence but last night speaking with her 300,000 pound terrace house, oh speaking from her 300,000 dollar house uh austin showed little remorse it's all been blown out of proportion she said uh i've had enough i it isn't exactly the scoop of the century is it it was a party a sniffer dog found 5.65 grams of cocaine divided into 12 wraps in sections of her bedroom window during a raid on january 31st um uh she admitted to having the drug to celebrate her daughter's birthday they were going to london in a limousine and she wanted to make sure they had a good time he explained the mother of three who was had six previous convictions including one for possession of amphetamines Ooh. arrived at the hearing with a packed bag expecting to be jailed 
commissary. Right. She's like, look, I already know how it goes. I got my two face. <laughs> I'm gonna be gone for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> but she walked free after a judge decided nine months imprisonment should be could be suspended and that the two hundred and fifty hours of onerous unpaid work uh will be imposed. So she just had to do community service. Uh Danny Moore defending had argued that there would be an adverse effect on a young boy in the family if uh if Austin, who cares for a fourteen year old son, was jailed. Uh, he added that she also provided respite and care for her elderly grandmother. So they let her go. Uh, guess the race of, uh, Mrs. What is her first name? Mrs. Nicola Austin. Ooh. I was going, man, this, this is difficult. This one is mm. difficult. Cause all of, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Caucasian. Okay. I'm gonna say Caucasian cause they're, they're in London. So that mean they were seasoned in Europe and I know they do dope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything that happened to it got me worried a little bit like, I don't know. She could be a sister over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take the chat room. Probation white. A black mother would have asked, you got cocaine party money? White. <laughs> white white lines made her lose her mind. White. Cocaine cowgirl white. That pu- that pure uncut white privilege, uh, this person says. Yes. As white as the powder they were planning to snort white. God damn it, that white privilege. Bobby, Bobby, hey, I love you really, ready for jail, black. Um, a 37 year old granny black. I didn't know I couldn't do that. White. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is, and it looks like, uh, looks like Mr. Turner, see, got him another one. You are yeah. now two. She was actually a, a white, white lady. Woman. She was white a white woman. woman. Uh, what's my clapping yeah. sound? See, they got some, they got some, you ever watch Attack the Block? Yeah. That, that's what I'm seeing. All, I'm seeing all the white kids. That's one of those white moms. That's one of the white kids' moms. Mm, that makes in that, sense. Uh, in that project. You know, yep. It was like, who are, these, who are the parents to these kids? That's one of them. Let me give <laughs> you uh, applause. And let's go to the bonus round. Bonus. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round against the race, where it's double the points, double the race. So far, it appears that Mr. Turner seat is two for two, as most of the chat room is as well. Let's see if he can make it to three for three. Oh, get nervous yet? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a good uh, thing. It's some good nerves. Yeah, you know, because it's like uh, uh, you know, uh, who was it that said uh, fuck, was it uh, what was the dude to play for the Knicks that uh came out and played when when his leg was fucked up and then they won Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Willis Reed. Yeah, Willis Reed. Didn't he say he threw up before every game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's good nerves. Yeah. A woman discovers her boyfriend is actually her female best friend wearing a prosthetic penis oh uh, that's right karen a woman was having sex blindfolded with a male cancer patient ashamed of the scars before discovering it was actually her female mates wearing a strap-on penis what a jury at chester crown court has heard how a woman assumed she was having sex with a man named kai fortune k-y-e fortune uh who was recovering from a brain tumor and was hiding his scars only she wasn't uh 
it was her 25 year old friend gail newland who had catfished her and persuaded her to wear a blindfold when they met for sex in a hotel room the alleged victim got talking to kai on facebook on in 2011 and believed him to be half filipino half latino and a man kai told her how he'd been in a car accident and medics ended up finding a brain tumor so he was in the hospital and not well enough to meet her but they did often speak on the phone and the complainant told police that he had a high-pitched voice uh the complaint the complaint told police he was saying how much i had helped him get through his illness he said it was a sign we should get married we should have kids we were going to do all sorts of things eventually they arranged to meet at a hotel in chester there was a stipulation though kai insisted that she wore a blindfold through the whole time due to him being anxious about the way he looked and how he couldn't walk properly due to nerve damage the complainant said that when she entered the room in the hotel, Kai was in the bathroom and the bed was covered in rose petals and Hello Kitty teddy bears. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, <laughs> she put the blindfold on and a shaking Kai came out, came in telling her that he had signed himself out of a private hospital in Manchester. Then they had sex well kai didn't because he didn't exist but newland wore a prosthetic (laughs) penis which i assume is a strap on kai then left to return to the hospital it then happened a few more times what oh in several hotel visits before newland was rumbled the complainant said when i was having sex i grabbed for the back of his head and my hand got caught in something it did not feel right i was sat i sat i was sat on the bed he was standing up uh something in my mind said pull it the blindfold off pull it off i just pulled it off gail was standing standing there i just couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it straight away she held her hand down over my face and said it's not what you think what the hell is is it it's not what What yeah it's not what you think and 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 maybe being a woman um you can tell the difference between a fake penis and a real penis they don't feel the same maybe she thought it, maybe she thought it was a result of the accidents and the and the, and the stuff maybe that was part of the lie okay oh okay well, it was no. a reconstruction yeah. but you could say it was a condom, say yeah. condom on. okay um. but but even with that like flesh feels a certain way like real right. flesh maybe she had like plastic maybe she's never had a real penis you know what maybe yeah. she's a virgin yeah. or something this person yeah. must be really young this sound yeah. like some virgin shit though yeah like gotta some... be somebody that's out of the lack of knowledge because the real one be like um yeah that's not real newland denies ah. five counts of sexual assault between february and june 2013 the trial continues it's difficult to comprehend this how can you not expect anything five times when having sex with a man you never met or occasionally see in per- or actually seen in person yeah i mean she's almost lucky it wasn't something worse <laughs> right not, not yeah not saying that this is okay but i mean in my mind i'm like yeah this could have been like a serial killer this could have been a motherfucking uh yeah. anything you, yeah some dude some crazy shit this you one those stories you hear when, the dudes, when your buddies tell you like okay we are we hit it what do you mean we hit it well one of us he got up when it right the bathroom, and then i can't remember how does it never happens yeah yeah man <laughs> Woo. I'm like, this is one of those right here. Like, I'm going I'm to sleep with your cancer patient. I'm going to give you all my goodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. and you can blindfold me. She probably, was, she probably was writing it off on her taxes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Like, that, what's that movie? It had to move the chick, uh, Helen Hunt? Mm-hmm. Well, she was sleeping with that dude uh, who was like a quadriplegic? Yep. 
the patient or something like that. And she was giving it was it was a wild move. Well, <laughs> guess want to be able to have sex and be intimate. Well, guess the race of her uh, friend, uh, Gail Newland. Gail New, guess the race of the friend. The one yeah, who the one, doing. the criminal. Oh, twist. Okay, because I was going with cat. Okay, uh, I heard Gail Newland. Gail Newland. 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 I want to say Asian. All right, let's check the chat room. Trusting enough to allow a blindfold during the first meetup, white. Fifty shades of white. Privilege will make you think you can get away with anything, white. Uh, white Cedric Sabalo's dunk contest group. <laughs> <laughs> Gail is white too. Um, white. Uh, cracker says Black Rob. Mm. Um, man, a lot of, I'm gonna go with black since something in the hair felt off <laughs> I think she reached into the, <laughs> she reached up into some braids she's like hold up now uh white the correct answer is and uh hey wood i'm sorry but you missed it she was a white woman white yeah. all right well she was cock asian <laughs> you were close you were close <laughs> and of course uh some people got it right so. <laughs> yeah i just gotta say the prosthetic <clears throat> the prosthetic balls on this woman to pull this off uh, oh like Lord. as a dude i wouldn't even try i wouldn't even think to try some shit like this you know what yeah, I mean? That's, like that's, that's the thing. How do you think to do that? Yeah, put put on a blindfold and then I'm gonna fuck you and then just don't don't look at me. I, I walk funny I'm too. Dark. I'm gonna come in the room in the dark and do all of that. I mean, that's a whole lot to do. That's elaborate. Yeah, and then to get away with it once and then be like, I'm going back to the well five more times. Well, if you did it, if you're gonna do it twice, you'll do it three times. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it's it is one of those things where it's diminishing returns. You know, what I'm saying? eventually you will get caught. <laughs> Like well, I, you know what I mean? She let it, she felt good, she felt good. Right. And she, she reached back, and then she was like, oops, this is that moment. And then she was like, I just wanna, I can't live with this no more. I can't plus, this plus the only way, the only way to do it is to take the blindfold off yourself. That's, yeah. see, that's the only way to, if, I mean, I'm not saying it would've worked, but you gotta pull it off yourself like, girl, it's been me the whole time, we in love. Like, <laughs> that's the only way to pull it off. It's not, it's definitely not gonna work the other way when she finds out. Yeah, never lie. Take that blindfold off and see who I really. Yeah, am. girl. I hope you're sitting down for this. I've been dicking you down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what kind of friend shit they were doing before this. Uh, I, I want to know what she was telling her when she was telling her who she was with tonight. Yeah, you know. That's, that's mm. last night. Oh, I wasn't. Right. Girl, he might be recovering from cancer, but let me tell you. <laughs> You know, it sounds like a good idea. You need to keep fucking with him. <laughs> oh, Lord, somebody encouraged her. Even if he turned out, that, well, she was her fr- best friend, too. You know? Yeah. So, like, uh, even if, you know what, girl? Even if he turns out to be, like, a woman or something, I would still fuck with him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't even worry about all gen- What is gender anyway? It's all just some bullshit. Oh, what is gender anyway? That we just made up in the society. Yeah. Kayla, little boy girl. What's that little boy girl name? J- Jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world is changing. Don't, don't, you ain't gotta be a victim to some labels. That's all they are. Yeah. Labels. That's just labels, girl. You gonna like, fall like for that? And like then you, th- on the- <laughs> when she was pressing charge, when she was pressing charge, she's like, you gonna lose your lover and your best friend? Really? 
wow yeah, oh wow I, I never would have thought you would do something like this <laughs> um, all right last thing gotta talk about sore ratchetness and he's dead and that's how it happens um a fight over a child's bike led to a sword murder yep it is believed that a a a row between some teenagers over a bicycle led to the death of carl holmes in to light to lot last night uh Holmes was trying to resolve a dispute around the corner from his house when it escalated into an incident that ultimately led to the 45 year old's death sources say Holmes was planning to confront associates of a dissident republican over the alleged attack on a male teenager when he was murdered Gardai are investigating whether a woman known to the victim had also been assaulted before Holmes arrived in the estate Holmes was attacked with a samurai sword as well as blunt instruments in an attack that lasted for a number of minutes he received a number of serious injuries to his body and was pronounced dead in the hospital around 6 p.m a post-mortem examination is expected to take place later today in the mur- at the mortuary at the hospital an incident room has been established and the garter station and garter family liaison officer has been appointed in the case and house-to-house inquiries are ongoing forensic examination of a number of houses have uh, commenced superintendent peter duff at to like garter station today is appealing for witnesses to the incident and is in particular he is appealing to anyone who was in the avon bay gardens area around 10 6 around 4 30 to 6 hours 6 o'clock hours yesterday to contact him so mm. killed over a motherfucking bike with a sword yeah hey you stole my son's bike well you dead now nigga <laughs> I, I own a sword and i'm crazy my name is Enrico Montoya. make sure you guys check out my man uh haywood please do he's uh, he's fun y'all you know if you live in the area make sure you check uh, him out um because like i said uh very funny man uh you know go go look on some of those um you know if you're not already listening to him go look up three guys on and look up some of the episodes with him on them man some of the funniest episodes uh even though i did get him and elton how elton uh confused the other day Uh, oh pop pop yeah that was my bad i thought that i thought that was you that introduced that ignorant ass music no that's elton with that grandfather he's the grandfather he's the grandfather listening to some uh watch out little bitch uh, yeah, that, uh, two chains. That yeah, two chains, yeah, that two chains, everything. I did. I love, did. You, y'all will get along. Elton love that music. I love me some ratchet music, man. That, that. How <laughs> can you not? That, you that, not. that, uh, that nothing in these bitches. That's, <laughs> yeah. What's the, that, one, what's the one? We played it last week on the show mm-hmm. where you rolled up to your wife's Oh, yeah. Oh, you talking about that good? Oh man! Yeah, I like, yeah, I can roll. I, I can see this. Hey, I, like I said, I wasn't even sure it was a bad song, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's just kind of out there. You know what I mean? I wouldn't call it bad, but that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, that's my song, man. I, that, look, look at that, that good, good. <laughs> some of that good dick. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check him out. Also on Twitter, he's Woody Seed. 
on twitter and uh i'll make i'll have the links so you can guys can see the uh, attack of the comics and you can buy his laugh as your ringtone on yep. reverb nation oh uh people have been telling us to do that with karen's laugh for years so maybe maybe i had to go look into the how to do that too um, that. talk to shadow yeah, dog just record it and throw it throw it up there throw it up to mp3 format let them pull it down there we go man uh, it. it's hilarious when you hear it back though it's like hey that's oh <laughs> 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 uh, man well this is a great show man we'll check y'all out tomorrow uh everybody good luck to your fantasy teams today uh and may the best man win unless you playing me then may i win bitch um, <laughs> we'll talk to y'all tomorrow until then love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.